What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. Well, welcome to Monday Night Roski, the longest running episodic program here in this space on YouTube. And you in here with the Bruce Wayne of this ish, the king of kings, the king of content, and the speaker of truth, yours truly, the notorious one. A.K.A. Mr. Coachellini, better known as the prognosticator, Coach Stradamus. And you're in the Desert Storm bunker with none other than EWF. That is every woman's fantasy and the whole effing show. And also known as CGA, that is C God Allah, and I be the 10-time demonetized champion of YouTube. We don't waste no time. We get into the evening show, and the evening service is getting ready to go. And we live and in living color. Anyway, today's topic, beware of the dream killers. We have a comedian and his name is Desi Banks. He made a visit to the Shannon Sharp platform and he got quite a few views on this particular topic. A topic that we've brought to you a lot of times uh, in the past. And that is the beware of the dream killers. Sometimes you have a girlfriend, a baby mama, a girl you're dating when you're young and you're building yourself. And sometimes while you're building yourself, you find that the person that is supposed to be in your corner, the supposed the, the person that is you've entrusted to sleep, exposed to, and you're vulnerable to the person that might be even married to you. Also, the person that might be having your children is praying and praying on your downfall. We're going to talk about that because a lot of men have experienced this in this particular topic. Hits close to home because a lot of men, young men, who were just trying to do what they best, what, what they could to maintain the woman in their life. And somehow, some way, it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough for them. I'm not happy. And they gave <laughs> up on you. They threw in the towel and they said, you ain't never going to be shit. Right? You ain't never going to be anything. I'm tired of waiting. And they, they gave up on you. And for some reason, you know, we always tell men in your 20s, this is when you build. This is when you build yourself. And sometimes if you take on the added expense of having a live-in, um, what do we call it, uh, parasite, or let me be nice, a live-in dependopotamus, some, sometimes you're trying to do your best to support this person and encourage them. And sometimes they're competing against you. Sometimes they're actually sabotaging you, whether they know it or not. And a lot of your expenses early on, you're trying to maintain your lifestyle with your girlfriend, your, your girlfriend, your fiance, your wife, or you're trying to get the attention of the girl. And they say, nah, the man, that ain't enough. It ain't going to be enough. And they give up on you. And then all of a sudden, just like in the movie Acrimony, you end up making it because the reality is most men do not peak into their mid-30s going into their 40s, and they don't reach their highest values going into their 40s into, into their 50s. And we'll talk about that. But Desi Banks has an incredible story that he shared with um, with Shannon Sharp. We'll try to use as much as we can of the video. And a lot of men have been there. In fact, many times that you make it, it is not because of the person prepared you to make it and they had that valuable time. Many times you make it because you drop the dead weight. Once you drop the dead weight, you're able to go ahead and get ahead of life, right? You get ahead of life. And sometimes the person that you drop says, hey, wait a minute. I'm responsible for your success. See, if it hadn't been for me, 
I would actually have been successful with, right? You, the reason why you're successful is because the years that I put into you. And thus, you're successful because I spent the early parts in the struggle. And now you've made it, and now you owe me some of your success. But we always look at it from a different position because we're pragmatic over here. And that is the wrong take with the egotistical mind of the narcissistic dark triad female in America, the entitled female, they believe that they put in that time and then they allowed you to rise. When in fact, it was the other way around. You were keeping them, their head above water, and you were taking away from the things that were going to be the very things that made you become who you become. And then when you actually take that attention back, take that a time back, Take back some of that money that you've been spending to try to keep her happy. When you take that back, you're able to fully invest in yourself, and then you become successful. And it is not because of them. It is in spite of them. We're going to review that here later on in the show. That is going to be the main event. And we are trying to do this to, to find, hopefully, hopefully men, because there was a man today talking about, hey, he done with his girlfriend. He feels like he cannot get to where he needs to go with his girlfriend. He likes her. He loves her. But sometimes these people are going to be dead at it, wait to you, and they're keeping you in a position that they can benefit from you, best benefit, because if they know you take off, then they don't get access to you. But anyway, we got that coming up. We got Doom and Gloom CGA. I see the NWO. They after it today. We, wait till new, you hear. New, new, new world order. Wait till you hear this Doom and Gloom CGA that I got coming up. I got an extensive straggle and sniggle theater today. We got a whole bunch of stuff. We got midgets. All right. Trying to get midgets uh, shaped like Cheetos. We got that. We got crime and law CGA, a despicable story of a wife who does the unthinkable to her vulnerable husband. We're going to talk about being vulnerable to women. All right. Vulnerable when we have little, when we're safe, when we're trusting, being vulnerable to woman, a despicable wife does the unthinkable to her vulnerable husband we'll talk about that i think it's a girlfriend boyfriend situation she's an old soggy lady but by the way we got the lifestyle of cheaters coming up including a mom who has admitted something that i've been telling you that a lot of your mammies are oh i'm gonna hurt some feelings with this one you better check your mammy <laughs> i'm gonna tell you how to check your mammy we also have life after divorce the reality by a 45 year old she looks 55 woman who says what the realities are for dating after divorce and beware the dream killer. So do me a favor, man. Buckle your seatbelt. Hit the like button on today's show. And to contribute to today's show, dollar sign the notorious CGA on the cash app. Vimmo, Coach Greg Adams TV. PayPal, paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. And that be pinned to the top of the live chat. On the free agent lifestyle channel when you can super chat on the notorious. New, 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 the new, notorious new CGA channel. All right, I think there's a there's a super chat, so I'm going to hit him up. Hit him up. Shout out to Jeff. The producer says, Smizash, the like button. Hash out here. Coach, and man, hashtag Coach Gang. <laughs> Coach Gang Gang. <laughs> hit the like button as we get going in today's show. I don't think there's any more super chats at this early in the... You guys are headed home. Oh, Davey Boy Smith McFarland. Wow. Damn. Davey Boy Smith. Shout out to you, man. Man, this is crazy. All right, I appreciate you with the co-sponsorship. He says, for the edutainment, we out here. Thank you for the usual suspects. Loving it. Roderick says, Coach, keep preaching. He says, men, the stories are real. 
All right, it's real out here in the field. These stories are absolutely real. These are brutal stories. And shout out to the people who, who, who haven't learned yet. And shout out to the women out here, the good women, because a good thing, a good woman is a terrible thing to waste. Shout out to our brother here, Jonathan D. He says, what's up, coach? I just wanted to share with you. I've heard, overheard my mom discussing the Fannie Willis situation with my aunts on a conference call. She, bethink, she believes everything that she said in court and was enthusiastically cheering her on and bragging about her success and her net worth. A random figure that she found online and believes. Liberals never cease to amaze me. They literally throw all logic out of the window and get behind anybody that's against Trump. Yeah, man. I mean, that that you saw the breakdown. You saw the Fannie Willis. So maybe, I don't know if she watched the whole Fannie Willis. But yeah, there were some people like, Fannie brought that smoke. I was like, she a whole mammy out here. All right, a whole mammy. But again, it's one of those things. Trump is the enemy number one, public enemy number one. They don't like Trump, man. Whatever they do, what did Trump do to piss off off? What did, what did Trump do to piss off people? I'll tell you what he did. I'll tell you what Donald Trump did. I know exactly what he did. <laughs> All right. And I have the secret. Anybody want to know what Donald Trump did? I know. I know what he did. Anybody want to know? All right. Let me t- I'm going to tell you after these super chats. Justin O says the whole office is working overnight. We over here, Ninja, watching you coach and laughing while we working. All right, shout out to the entire floor of Justin O's sweatshop. All right, he got y'all out there working overtime. All right, so y'all don't get laid off. None of y'all ninjas going to get laid off. Corey, shout out to Corey 2S in the building. JJ Frost says, last year was my first six-figure year since my divorce in the best shape of my life, investing more. Women are dream killers. Guard your meat, money, energy, attention, and time. Guard your meat. All right, guard your meat out here. We back in here. Thank you, man. Shout out to you guys. And congratulations for hitting that six figures. I know it feels good, but there's more work to be done. You got to have many, many years of those. And you're staying in shape. And you're ready to go. Dream killer. Dream killer. Congratulations to J.J. Frost. And by the way, I'm going to tell you what Donald Trump did. <laughs> Let's see what Donald. Uh, look at my African-American over here. Yeah. Look at him. Yep. Are you the greatest? You know what I'm talking about? I'm going to tell you why people on the, on the side, if, you're, if they're anti-Trumper, I'm going to tell you what Donald Trump did. I'll reveal it here today. He ran for president. He ran for president. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, before that, I don't know if you guys can imagine a world before Donald Trump. Donald Trump was a likable guy. Donald Trump was a caricature. Donald Trump really wasn't a threat. Nobody really worried about Donald Trump like that. In fact, if you listen to hip hop, and I've talked about this since 2020. All right. In 2016, I talked about this when people were hating on him. I said. Rappers used to rap about Donald Trump. All right, they used to rap about him. They used to have him in his lyrics. Okay. Okay, they used to have him in the lyrics. They used to make songs and throw a Donald Trump in there. All the rappers. <laughs> like, like, he would be featured in the movie and they'd be like, oh, look, there's Donald Trump. 
And Donald Trump was kind of one of these guys, like, you know, we didn't know what his net worth really was. The ninja done filed bankruptcy 50, 11 times. Um, he was kind of a guy who used his lawyers. He was a reality TV star. <laughs> yep, he was on The Apprentice. I think he was a show t- Apprentice. He was kind of like, oh, Donald Trump. You know what I mean? And nobody really thought, nobody really hated him like that. But rappers used to do back, even at PMD, EPMD back in the 80s. Donald Trump was around WrestleMania 4 and 5 at the Atlantic City Plaza. WrestleMania 4, no, no, yeah, WrestleMania 4 and 5. Donald Trump was around. He wrestled Vince McMahon. Uh, Donald Trump was around. um, Oh, I was just going to say something else. Oh, he made cameos in movies, Home Alone 2. Donald Trump was around with Mike Tyson. You know, they would have the fights at Atlantic City. Horrible city, by the way. Horrible city. Yeah, Donald Trump, you're fired. Like, that's who Donald Trump was. Like, that's who we knew him. I knew Donald Trump like that for like 20, 50, 11 years. <laughs> 50, 11 years. And all of a sudden, the ninja ran for president, and it was like, oh, my God. New, 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 new world order. <laughs> it was like, oh, my God. He's a racist. He hates black people. Oh, my God. They went crazy. I was like, wait, is they talking about the same ninja? Like, wait a minute. Who? <laughs> Are you? I'm like, is this the same Donald Trump? Uh, look at my African-American over here. Look at him. <laughs> Are you the greatest? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, he about? made cameo appearance on shows, and they laugh. You know, he married like three women, four probably women in my entire lifetime. Donald Trump's been around ever since I was a youngin. You know what I mean? I was a youngin. And now all of a sudden they like death to him. Oh, he's the worst human being. He's so racist. I'm a misogynist. I was like, he's Donald Trump. Like, what did you expect? <laughs> this is like weird for me. Like, what the hell did he do? He pissed in somebody's soup. <laughs> right. Did you wait? And he was a Democrat. Yeah. He kicked it with everybody. All the black people. He didn't got black pictures with more black people than Joe Biden. I was like, he pissed somebody the hell off. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, he was a Democrat, lifelong Democrat. And he's famously saying if he were, he famously said if he wanted to run for president, he would run as a Republican as, as a way to get over on that particular uh, group of people. That's the easiest ways to get over them, over on them. And yeah, he rolled with the Clintons. You know, they're supposedly, supposedly back in the NWO days, uh, one of them are related Weird shit. I don't know, man. The derangement syndrome is crazy. <laughs> it's just crazy as hell. They are like that. The worst ninja that ever lived. Oh, my God. Orange man bat. I'm like, damn, y'all got some short memory ass. Dude, people got some short memories. They got Y'all got some short memories, bro. How do you turn into hating a ninja that bad? But anyway, that's, that's why they hate him. He ran for president. Because before that, not many people hated the dude. He was around for 30 years of my life. And nobody hated him. And then this last 10 years, <laughs> it's crazy. Anyway, man, shout out to his comb over ass ninja. I do have a Donald Trump clip coming up in Straggle or Sniggle Theater. Anyway, hit the like button. How many people we got watching this show? Oh, over a thousand. Last one. JC says, great intro coach is getting close to my ex-girlfriend's wedding date to her simp. And she asked me if I can touch her inside parts one last time. Oh. That poor guy. That poor guy, bro. Whoever your ex-girlfriend is marrying, 
Yeah, man. Uh, ladies, if you wanted to know, if you wanted to know, the reason why men don't trust women is not because they've been got they heartbroken. Is because women who were in loyal relationships asked them to touch their hips, put hands on hips. That's why. You're like, oh, you men are bitter and hurt. Nope, I just slept with way too many of your wife. Uh, Slim Thug has actually borrowed that from me. Shout out to Slim Thug. He's tipping on faux foes. Wrapped in faux vogues. Let's get to do and gloom CGA. Doom and Gloom CGA back in the building. We got only one story here on Doom and Gloom CGA. What the story is, is this one right here. They busy. New, 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 new world order. Apparently, there's a publication called The, the uh, Economics. The Economist. The Economics. The Economist. And as you can see, the headline. Yes, indeed. Oh, the humanity. Ring the bell on these ninjas. Uh, we will explore a little bit of this article here. I don't know what the hell the agenda is now. What is it now? <laughs> okay. Birth rates declining. How about make some more stupid idiots? Dev, dumb, and blind. Apparently, according to The Economist, cousin marriage, yeah, it's probably fine in most cases. <laughs> Where do they find these people? Where do they find these people? Oh, you know, marrying your cousin. It's illegal in 25 states. All right. So is messing with the woman under 16. All right, but uh, Jesus, it's legal in 32 states or so. Well, somebody's busy on the <laughs> new, 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 new world order. Yo, what's going on? Okay, I'll read a little bit of it. It seems so wrong. It just seems so wrong. In January, Nick W., a Kentucky survived, a Kentucky, of course, it's Kentucky state legislator who achieved Reality TV fame for winning Survivor in 2018 created a frenzy on social media when he sponsored a bill that removed first cousin from the list of incestuous family relations. New, 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 new world order. Well, Mr. Wilson said that the omission was a mistake and that the bill was quickly withdrawn. The new draft put first cousins back on the list of criminal, criminal sexual relations alongside parents, siblings, grandchild, and um, other blood relatives. Since much of Kentucky is covered by the Appalachian Mountains, is it Appalachian? I'm going to say Appalachian. A region stereotype for exchanging or encouraging incestual sexual behavior jokes quickly spread online. All right. And so there's a, there's a, there's a greater article here, and I was not able to find it here, but I did see a review of the article. And this review comes from business and politics. And it says uh, the economist cousin marriages is probably fine. In most cases, the economist has gone on record with its endorsements of incest and a piece that argues that marriage between cousins longer taboo in the much of the United States is perfectly fine. Whew. Well, <laughs> the UK based gospel for elite opinion is a must read for the globalists who have made it their mission in life to impose their twisted values on the peasants and incoming um, out in support in relatives entering into wedlock and sexual relationships. The publication further illustrates the disconnect between the ruling class and the ruled 
And yes, the ruling class does engage in cousinry. You know, they're all related. Allegedly. Allegedly. New, 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 new world order. In an article titled, titled, Cousin Marriage is Probably Fine in Most Cases, the publication notes that while such unions are currently prohibited by law in half of the states, the risk of genetic defects in offsprings produced by relatives is minimal and that there is, a, there is an ick factor in most of Western cultures that exist with such inbreeding. Okay. Quote, the Bible does not directly ban sexual relationships between cousins. In fact, well, you'd have to ask about Adam and Eve. How else would all the mankind had descended from Adam and Eve? Well, they quoted me. The article says, suggesting that God himself set the precedent for incestuous unions. Oh, ninja. All right. In some cultures, marriages between close family members is encouraged today. It secures wealth and reinforces social connections within the family. It might even make marriages easier. Oh, wow. And the optimist, optimistic assumption that the in-laws are more likely to get along. The outlet state, quote, no European countries ban marriages between first cousins. The cringeworthy, the, oh, sorry, the cringeworthy article drew a strong repro- sorry, response from Twitter users with many seeing it as a continuing down the slippery slope of normalizing degeneracy. Ah, uh, yeah, ah, uh, yeah. New, 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 new world order. Uh, the slippery slope has turned into just a free fall into all manners of depravity, for sure. And the silent P and the silent B is next, as uh, this guy anou- uh, announces here. The other gender, sexual, and romantic identities hiding behind the, quote, plus metaphilia, incest, and necrophilia, for starters. What about bestiology, sir? I mean, that's on the menu, I'm pretty sure. I guess marry your cousin is a respite from eat bugs. Yes, indeed. Uh, so there's a lot going on here. I'm not going to read the rest of it. But, uh, yeah, the economist notes that such marriages are currently illegal in 25 states, which makes it that 25 states actually have that are not legal, right, or that is not legal. The law against first cousin marriages is a major form of discrimination, it says. The article quotes expert Robin Bennett of the University of Washington, who said that the children of cousins, it says the risks are very low and not much different than from or for any other cousins. Yet, despite the fairly low genetic risk for most couples, the ick factor prevails in Western culture. The family dynamics can be difficult to explain the others. Yeah, that would be be interesting. This is my first cousin. Man, holy moly. I mean, uh, New, 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 new world order. Yeah, man, this is where we're going with it. I guess... I guess for the most part, this is how we keep the marriage rate up. You can say you can't find a spouse. Look no further than your cousin. <laughs> all right. So, no. Oh, man. I'll stay at the junior college all day. Forget all that. Mm-mm, mm-mm. But shout out to everybody in Tennessee. I'm oh, sorry. Kentucky. Shout out to everybody in, in Paducah. All right. That's doom and gloom CGA. I believe. Let me see if that's it. That's. Uh. Now I got some more doom and gloom. I got some more doom and gloom. Let's stick with it and ring the bell again. I got some more doom and gloom. Uh, We have a young lady out here. We got more women out here complaining to be broke. 
We have a woman here that says when your credit card declines at therapy. So they pull up your student loan balance. Okay, wait. <laughs> wait a minute. How you wait? How does your therapist pull up your student loan balance? It says when your card declines at therapy, so they pull up your student loan balance. Okay, wow. Take a look at this. Shout out to Oregon Ducks. And here's what I'm talking about. Somebody said go to the army. Yeah, man, these 20-year-olds, man, they in for a hell of a ride. $95,000 on your back for what type of degree? We already know. We already know your degree ain't going to be worth shit. Yeah, first of all, now your car declines at therapy. Looks like you don't have a therapist. Yep. Your therapist just quit on you. And there's the tears. I suffered through the years and shed so many tears, you know? Your car declined at therapy. <laughs> You just lost the therapist. 95,000. Wow. Wow, man. And this is what I've been warning you about, gentlemen. You must do your due diligence, especially with these college-educated women. They out here struggling on their back. $95,000. And it ain't going to get no better. What was the minimum payment? Oh, there's a there's 149. Uh, is it 146? $146.27 of interest each month and she did not show the other part of it because i'm trying to see how many payments yeah she didn't put that current payment there or how many payments she's behind because i think that thing is ballooning boy he ring the bell go to the military go to the military i wouldn't but that's all you have it says right here the next one Woman goes into how she is mentally accepting her $40,000 in credit card debt. Quote, I got better jobs, but I just keep buying more. Oh, man. Oh, the humanity. All right, let's talk about this, ladies and gentlemen. Guys, isn't this what I've been warning you about? It's right here in front of you. These are your future wives with massive, massive credit card debt on their back, but they better than you broke-ass ninjas. We talk about why they're monetized now. I found myself, like, very stressed out upstairs with my child, and I was like, let me take a mom break. Let me take a brain break. All right, man. She already got a child, too, ninja? Oh, my God. All right, let's get to it right here. Ma, and where's the student loan debt? I know it's there. Because I don't want to be rude. I don't want to be agitated. I don't want this to be your childhood experience. But I'm just sitting here thinking about the elephant. My therapist told me you can't eat an elephant whole. So today, um, that's why I came to my office. We are just going to try to focus on the first bite, which is acceptance of where we are, where, where, where we have gotten ourselves. So I made a list of all of my credit card debts and I'm going to share it with y'all. Oh. I found myself like feeling ashamed of just like, damn. So don't, please, I feel bad enough. Please don't come in the comments talking about how irresponsible. I know, I know. So mm. we are going to start from the top to the bottom, like the most, no. the highest credit card to the lowest. I have a credit union and credit union. I just, <laughs> the balance right now is eight. And she laughing. $18,821.53. I wonder what she bought. Well, it was probably hair dye because I don't see a wig. Is that a wig? Eighteen grand in debt so far? All right, yeah, man. It's going to be a wrap. All right, what else did she buy here? Okay. 
Then I have a Capital One for $98.53.21. We have a Discover card for $5,032.36. We have American Express for $3,925.36. And we have a Value City credit card for $1,476.19. What did I tell you guys? I want you to listen to me. Yeah, she laughing. What did I tell you guys? Take a look at what's happening to our women in America. Take a look at what's happening to our women in America. This is, this is like the most important issue going on in our country. Okay. Because when they're saying, why don't men want to get into relationships? I'm going to point to this right here. And yes, we've all been into some sort of debt and we've had to work it off, man. I've been in debt a lot of years, man. And I had to work that shit off and, you know, fall under this and that. And, you know, most of my debt, uh, some of it was self-inflicted early before my marriage, but then most of my debt was after marriage uh, and going to school and student loan debt. Um, I typically had credit card debt, but I didn't carry a lot of it. Uh, But it wasn't my, in my early 20s, it wasn't a good look. And we're saddling ourselves down trying to live this American dream of materialism and, you know, uh, trying to make, you know, trying to look uh, richer than we are. And I try to counsel people, especially men, to be careful with women you're dating. And, and to the greater extent, women, be careful with men you're dating. Because, yes, men can mess up your credit and pass it on. You know, that's, there's some experiences there as well. You can pass your credit on to somebody who had healthy credit, completely destroy them um, as a result. So this goes kind of both ways. I hate that it goes both ways argument. But I'm of the opinion that if you are in this position, and you are dating, hear me out. If you're in this position and you're dating, you're committing a major party foul. You need to tell people you are fucked up financially. Now, that's fucked up. Both of these young ladies, both of these ladies are down bad. You need to tell your mates. This is just me speaking as an elder now. You need to tell your dates on date number two, (laughs) right? Date number one, you get a slide. On date number two, when you're talking about, and I'm looking to get married, and I'm, you need to tell people that you're out here broke dating. Let you get it through your thick skull that I'm broke. Yes. Dead, flat, stony, broke. I've got $3.85 in my purse. Now, purses. if you find out after the fact, date three, and then you're like, I'm looking to get a committed relationship and move in, and I want to have a kid, and you don't reveal this shit, you should be, it, the, the marriage should be a no. And child support. Let's just say I knock you up. Child, you don't get no fucking child support. Because people are doing this to pass on debt. And this is criminal. And women, I'm going to tell you, women thought that they were going to marry out of this debt. This is why I believe they racked up so much debt in the past 20 years. They thought eventually they'll just kind of marry out of it and then marry somebody and go on the Dave Ramsey program. And then he's got to sell his Ford Raptor, he's got to sell his motorcycles, he's got to sell his boat, he's got to, he's got to put in, remember Dave Ramsey had a clip where he was like, where it, he, the woman had 80% of the debt, but he was like, he's selfish, the man should be paying down that debt, like her debt, he, she literally had 80% of the debt, and because they were married, Dave Ramsey was telling him, the couple, telling the woman that the guy was a coward for not paying down that, her, their debt. It's your debt. No, bruh. <laughs> Jesus. This is of the utmost important importance. These women are out here just carrying debt. 
Yay! I feel like I'm going to set the high goal of being able to pay this off next year. Stick, stick around. I have about $40,000 in credit card debt. And let's talk about why. Unfortunately, I've been in credit card debt since I was in college. And when I was in college, I got pregnant and I had a baby. So that's how it kind of started. It's like me trying to get by, essentially. I graduated college, I got a job, and I was making like $40,000. So I All right, so she got knocked up. That caused some, some little problem, but that tells you where people's priorities lie. Let's continue. I never had a chance to like pay it off. Then I got better jobs, but I just kept like buying more. And I saw this yesterday and it made me think about myself. It says, I'm going to be rich anyway, so I don't give up. My value city car. I bought. See, they, they was going to be rich. They was going to be CEOs at 32. Yep. So, yep, I'm going to I'm going to rack it up until bought a house and I bought that white couch. That's always in my. So I bought a house, too. Oh, wait a minute. Did she say he bought a house and bought some furniture? <laughs> Jesus, man, I'll tell you. <laughs> oh, man, we still going to keep fooling people, bro. These people, uh, this is single women more have more homes owned than single men. This woman is broke, busted, and disgusted. Already somebody else's kid. I think she said she bought a house, furniture, and massive credit card debt. And not to mention the other woman had 95K. Oh, boy. Man, right where they want you, you forever a slave. My videos. My Discover card was a balance transfer from my college credit card, which is the one that's at eighteen, nineteen thousand dollars. Oh, my American Express card. Some of that is from when I went to see Beyonce in Houston, oh. but then I added on a little bit to it, and I can't really remember right now what I bought. Went to see Beyonce. What's Can Canva is what is Canva? Is that I'm thinking that's a payday loan, pay now, buy now, pay later. Canva is also, I think, no, actually, that's a social media program to make social media program. I think Canva is a social media app. All right. New car too. Oh. Mm. New car. <sighs> Jesus. And then I have a Capital One card that I charged up starting an Amazon business. I also have a pen pal in prison, and sometimes I send him money. What? Or put money on the phone so we can talk. Oh, hell no. She bugging now. There ain't no way. Oh, the humanity. There ain't no way. She got a pen pal in prison. There's no way, bro. Mm. There is no way. She just said that. So I don't know. Just just being irresponsible. Good news is I'm working. I'm I'm not using my credit cards anymore. After yesterday, I'm paying it all off. I just found myself like very stressed out upstairs with my child, and I was like, "Let me take a mom break. Let me take a brain break because I don't want to be rude. I don't want to be agitated. I don't want this to be your childhood experience." But I'm just sitting here thinking about the elephant. The my therapist told me you can't eat an Terrible. elephant whole. <sighs> therapist too not the therapist not the therapist I'm really I I I I hate to be why y'all keep acting like I'll be not telling the truth these people are rest haven um they used to have this phrase they saw you coming right 
And uh, there's the phrase meant, you know, you got scammed, you got hoodwinked. And the phrase is, how did you get scammed? And the, the answer is they saw you coming. So they saw you were the perfect scam. You have fallen for everything, bro. You, you got college debt. I'm pretty sure you got a mortgage you can't afford. You didn't got shopping. You didn't went to Beyonce. You out here with a single mammy and therapist. Ninja, the previous woman. Now you see why these women in therapy. Now you see why they women in therapy. Now it's all making sense, guys. I've been telling y'all this for a long time. They're hiding something in therapy. I don't know what it is, but I think it's accountability in there. And oddly enough, that's what the therapist is supposed to be helping you with to be accountable, I would assume. But any woman I see that comes in and out of therapy or 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 bragging about therapy. They red ass flags and they're still narcissists. They still not taking accountability. They go up into therapy and blame everybody else. That's what I see. That's just what I see. And maybe I have a little bit of a bias towards it because the people that I see using it, they don't have no, it ain't helping them. Right. I'd be like, y'all still out here acting funky. Right. You still out here acting stupid. You would figure you'd be like, all right, hi, I'm going to patch shit up. Right, but no. Wow. So they're hiding, they're hiding something in there where these people still coming out here acting goofy. And I think people hiding drug dependency and accountability for financial decisions and bad relationships. Nothing like a bad relationship to send you to therapy. Right? So that you can go in there and say you were either traumatized, you were a victim, and or blame the other person as to why you can't a failure to launch. And for some reason. Okay, for some reason, I think this is a programming, there's an agenda, and a lot of women are jumping in here because they 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 lost. They there's nowhere for them to go. And shout out to the men and women that shout out to the really mentally unstable people that need therapy. There's a, there's them. But I think a lot of women are hiding behind their therapy. Yeah, 100%. And I just can't go for it. I can't go for it. They're hiding behind their drug dependency, they're hiding behind their alcoholism, they're hiding behind their lack of accountability. They're hiding behind their financial devastation, right? They're, they're hiding shit in there. And you're not supposed to be hiding shit, but these, these therapists see you coming. They're like, come on in, I'll help you, Ninja 250 an hour. And how, how are you in therapy and you're these two people, <laughs> right? How do you end up like my therapist and you look like these two people? Oh, man, I see this is whack. If, if you guys start want to make me believe in therapy, show me some success stories, please. Stop showing me these assholes. <laughs> it's too much of a, I need some people in here to be like, oh, it worked on you. Okay. Not par for the course. Anyway, shout out to y'all. That's Doom and Gloom CGA. It's too late. It's too late to fix a lot of them. It's too, it's too late. It's too late. They cooked. Okay. <laughs> we got some super chats here. Uh, JT Williams, my girlfriend sent me cookies and ice cream to my job for Valentine's Day. Women at the office got wind of it. Girl I ignore for three months randomly came up to me the next day. And what does she do? Says, how is your day going? Is this a form of social proof for men? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, most women believe that you're a loser and you're single. 
even if they might hear or catch wind that other than if you're married. So your girlfriend sent you something that, of course, piques her interest and said, damn, a girlfriend cares enough about you to buy you. You must be something. And so then social proof. Social proof means a lot to women. And yes, you know, even for their self-defense to think that, you know, but now she doesn't see you as a predator. Right now she sees you as a person that is having the ability to have a successful relationship. Most women want men who are in relationships, not out. Pre-selection. Yep, these are all things. So it's pre-selection. The woman has verified you, validated you, you, you're able to be committed. Then they look at it as this is a commitment type male. This is a male that's able to commit. Remember, most women who are single are dealing with men that have a failure to commit. So that's a big thing for them. Now, they might not wreck your house at this particular point, but she's noted this man has the ability to make a commitment, and that means a lot to them. Okay, so then she also might see you as uh, somebody that she can have conversations with as a male that is not going to be predatory, right? You're not going to try to flirt with her. You're not going to try to sleep with her, which is going to keep her in an arousal state as well. So she will be aroused by this. She will deny that it's happening. But I just can't. I just can't stop loving you. It's a wonderful thing. Women are a wonderful thing. They do the opposite, almost the opposite of everything they say. Gully, LV, coach, what's that rap song you said you used to uh, pay or play for motivation after your divorce? Uh, there might have been a lot of them. The rap song I used to play for motivation. Well, one of them that I used to play probably right around the same time was BMF. Blowing money fast. <laughs> right, That was my big song right there, brother. I used to play that one. That was my motivation. All right, Rick Ross, BMF. But yeah, I think that around that time during my divorce, that was a highly motivated, all of that trap music, that Rick Ross sound and Maybach music. Oh, Hustle Hard. Was it Hustle Hard? Hustle Hard was the other one by Ace Hood. Yeah, Hustle Hard. All right. Yes, indeed. Yeah, Hustle Hard was my, Hustle Hard was my jam. And it was my alarm too by Ace Hood. All right. Hustle. Hustle, hustle, hard, hustle, 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 hard. Yeah, that was my song. Ace Hood. Ride around the ride rocket. (laughs) Welcome back to that logo. We the best be that logo. (laughs) All right, shout out to a man. I got to get the song. If I get the lyrics down, I'll rap it for you. All right, I got to get the beginning and I'll get it. All right. I got to get the beginning and I'll do the whole song right now. Hustle hard. Or FDB, F that bitch by a young dro. Fuck that bitch. Fuck that bitch. Yes, indeed. So those three songs, yes, I used to bump those. Yeah, where's Ace Hood at? Anybody know? <laughs> right, anyway. Hustle, hustle, hustle hard. That was my song, man. That one right there. What's my song? Let me see here. All right. uh, Steven Russell says the left hates Trump. Elon Musk 
and Joe Rogan so much because they feel betrayed. Bill Maher should watch his neck. All right, yeah. Well, you guys know the 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 left are full of mentally unstable people. They're mentally unstable. I know. Not all of them, but most of them are. Like they sick. <laughs> they literally sick. They literally sick. All right, uh anyway. Oh, by the way, I I have data to prove that. Most people who identify on the left, they do have a mental illness. I'm going to pull it up. I don't try to offend people. I'm just telling you. (laughs) Well, there's a whole thing. Liberals, mental illness. There's a connection. Because they're more likely to say, they're more likely to say, I am depressed. But depression rates are higher among liberals. Well, you can call them the left. That's interchangeable. Why depression rates are higher. Like They're more likely to be like, I'm depressed. Oh, you too? I'm super duper depressed. Oh, you too? Well, I'm uber depressed. I'm so super uber depressed. <laughs> like, why are you so depressed? They be pissed off out here. All right, anyway. Anyway, what are we doing here? What do we got? Um, JC says, I now pronounce you cousin and wife. Man, shout out to the cousins. All right, Doc No says, Coach, what do you think about Mike Epps in rebuilding the community or the Communidad? Michael Epps? Is he trying to build the community? He's on some sort of mission. I have no idea. I don't know what I don't know what Mike Epps is doing. I've never been too much of a Mike Epps fan per se, but I don't know what he's trying to do. What what the hell are he trying to do? All right, I don't know what he's trying to do here. All right, uh, Michael Epps, I have no comment. I know he was in a beef with Shannon Sharp for a little bit, but they was just old man woofing, old, old uncles woofing. Bob says he tried to be president since early 2000s, but did not really get far to run as an independent. Yeah, he's been trying to put his name in. Actually, before he ran in 2016, there was always like, is Trump going to run? There was kind of like he was like double dutching. He was like double dutching. Right, anyway, but he found a path and he found it through a major hole, which was the Obama, uh, the Obama presidency, in, in essence, the birther thing. And so before he ran for president, he just questioned Obama's uh, birth record. So he did that in like 2008. And I want to say again, in 2012, he at least did it once on the Obama term. So that was his that was his way in. And I pro- I'm pretty sure he's a smart man. He saw a path to the presidency. And if you believe that Donald Trump is who he is as a caricature, he's always been a caricature. I don't take him too seriously in terms of his character. I believe he played a character in order to get to the White House. And the Republicans knew this. They wanted nothing to do with Donald Trump. Anybody remember that? Republicans are a a long lineage of people that came from the Richard Nixon, um, the Richard Nixon coup d'etat. <laughs> all right, so uh, if you will. So they are all boys, you know what I mean? It was a lineage of boys who the next person up was supposed to be Jeb Bush. If you know it, if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. New, 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 new world order. Like that was where the kingdom was supposed to go. We were supposed to have a long lines of Bushes and Clintons. In fact, I believe it was like 24 years of straight Bush and Clinton. It was George H.W. Bush. Well, let me just say, it might have been 40 years of trade. I'm getting into some conspiracy here, by the way. 
but there's no conspiracy here. It's the truth. We had a long line of Bush. Bush as a CIA head of the CIA. Then Bush as the vice president. By the way, he was supposed to run. He was running for president and Ronald Reagan snuck him. So he was basically like a Hillary Clinton. He lost and he had to go ahead and be vice president for eight years under Reagan. So he's that's eight years in the White House for W.H. Bush. Then he serves four years and he's nipped in the ankles by Clinton. He was supposed to have eight years. So that would have been 16 years. But let's throw Clinton in there. Now, Bill Clinton's in there for eight years. Who follows Bill Clinton? George W. Bush. So now you have a Clinton and Bush for if what is my math? Eight, four, that's 12 plus eight. That's 20 plus eight. That's 28 years of Bush and Clinton. Then Hillary's supposed to be in there. She gets nipped out by Obama. So they bring Hillary into the secretary of state. But Hillary's supposed to be in there. But they tell her to wait. Obama comes out of nowhere like Reagan and nips her out. But they're supposed to be in there 28 years straight. But she's secretary of state, so that's close enough. Plus eight, that's 36. Then Hillary's supposed to win, and Donald Trump comes out of nowhere. So without a, without with that being said, then Donald Trump comes out of nowhere, and he knocks out Jeb Bush, who's supposed to be in line to run against Clinton, who he's supposed to jump in there. So that's literally would have been like 40 years. Now, I don't know if you know, you can't even look at a kingdom. There's not many kingdoms, not even the Bolsheviks, Ninja, not even the, so, the, the Soviets got this type of run. Mm. <laughs> yeah, not even... Not even the Soviets can say two families ran it for 40 years. Not many. I mean, you know, that reeks of a little bit of nepotism. But that, without be, with that being said, one of the reasons I believe they hate Trump so much is Trump was a caricature. He, he found a lane to get in. He was going to run as an independent. Republicans was like, all right. You know, they left them out there hanging dry. Okay, we're going to get Jeb in. Jeb stumbled out of the blocks. The Republicans, he runs as a Republican. They're like, okay, we got to honor the ninja. Okay, he's running. And then they had to make a deal with the devil. I don't really think he's what the lane he chose, in my opinion. I don't even think he's the lane he chose. But he had to choose really the undermined white establishment. That's what he got to get in. Is he that? Well, look what his track record was prior to that. He was none of that, but he found a lane and he rolled that lane in looking at the electoral college and said, I think I can win riding this lane. That's just my opinion of it. But I know, I know way more than most people, right? I've been around the block. I've been around way on this earth to see who Trump was beforehand. And I think he is a very, very sneaky, I guess, egotistical individual to be smart enough to ride a lane. And he rolled the lane in, and it was successful. The MAGA. He rolled that lane in with the people who were under, uh, pretty much ignored, which was the middle class to lower class white established. He rolled that lane in, and he got it. That's what it was. But it, to me, it was just his character to get in. I mean, that's no different than me glad handing and um, kissing babies and saying, I'm a plain and honest man. I mean, he just rolled the wave in. That's how he got in. Fucking, that's what, that's genius. <laughs> that's in my mind, that's genius. What else would you say? 
Now they're like, he's all right. That's what he rolled in. But he got in, and that's what's the result. But that's just my opinion. That's just opinion on this one. You can believe what you want. I just don't believe he's that. I just think he used that lane to get in. Anyway, let's get in there. <laughs> all right, anyway, shout out to y'all. Trying. Yeah, he was raised a New York City liberal capitalist. Anyway. And he'll try he'll win it again because the electoral math, unless Taylor Swift comes in for the day. Anyway, I love about that shit. Last couple. All right. Javon Kelly says when she questions your intelligence, decision making and belittles your accomplishments, she's a dream killer. Doesn't matter if she drains your sack or not. In fact, it is important. Javon, you're absolutely right. You have to understand that the number one thing that men look for in relationships is respect, then loyalty, then trust. One of the signs that a man can get early on, even if she drains your sack, if she doesn't trust you, then she's going to sabotage you. Sabotage. Yep. And somebody said Trump is in a lot of 80s and 90s rap hip hop. Yeah, I talked about that earlier. I mean, it's not it's not even a question about it. So, but I I was a young I was a youngster around there. A lot of people are not aware of that. Stephen Russell, Barry Obama's stepdaddy, was tight with Pappy Bush. Yeah, there's a lot of that going on there. And in order for to you to get to that level, you gotta know somebody. And you gotta know how things are done. But I know too much as well, so I can't say too much. I can't say too much. Let's get the straggle on Snickle Theater and I will come back to the super chats. Let's do it. Hey. With me, if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast stick, you can get high with me. That's a deal, right? Straggle and Sniggle Theater, man. Do me a favor, hit that like button. I think Donald Trump is in this one. Donald Trump is in this one. Let's start off with Dion Cole. Dion Cole, he's a comedian. He he's on up, oh, he's on these uh commercials. He's the new um old spice guy. Dion Cole. He was on a TV show called Blackish. And uh, he's going to talk about his love for older women, and particularly his love for older white women. I'm going to get to the Vimos in a second. I got to get through this. All right. Because then people are going to start leaving, calling me a Trumper. All right. But uh, here we go right here. We got Dion Cole. Let's roll the film. Love of older women. Oh, yeah. I, got, I see him out there, too. I see. Hey, hey, hey. I smell you. I smell all y'all. I love it. I love a woman with more yesterdays than tomorrows. So we we uh, we had talked about Martha Stewart and Barbara Corbin yeah. getting their you know getting, oh, yeah. getting their best life. So would they possibly be? Oh, in yeah, yeah, I slide down definitely. Yeah, like, yeah. See, women like this don't want much. Come over about six, no. six p.m. and spoon them right to sleep. Run the Walgreens every night. Oh, oh, ninja! Look at this. This 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 ninja. Oh. Ninja just like old soggy white woman. Any excuse? As are you really jock? Come on, bro. Niggas always gotta show they <laughs> Yeah, man. Hey, man. Somebody sniped that ninja right here. Yeah, he pandering. He trying to get look at them soggy saggy waggies, boy. I tell you, if I had some soggy days in my life, pick up a prescription and I'm I'm good. They cooking some breakfast when you get up in the yeah. morning. You get that good breakfast. Get that good breakfast. They they like Folgers. They don't they don't do Starbucks. <laughs> Starbucks, you don't know what's in Starbucks. Folgers. 
Oh. Niggas always gotta show they teeth. Yeah, man. I mean, ever since the plantation days, niggas have an affinity for soggy women. You know what I mean? It's it's what it is. But he out in public with this display. He out in public with this. Martha Stewart and that woman from the uh, uh, uh what is it called? The Shark Tank. This ninja out here. Niggas always gotta show they teeth. He must make an. He must trying to kiss the nanny goat. New, 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 new world. He order. trying to kiss the nanny goat. <laughs> And she's sniggling, so this te- definitely is some nanny goat activity because this is a black woman out here. Why you put up two old soggy white women at that? Isn't this anti-sister? So he says he likes older women, and you put up them women. <laughs> like, this is some nanny goat activity. I'm not going to say what race, what people. We know I can't say that. All right, something, something's up here, Ninja. I'm not feeling this. There, there's something they hide in here. What, what they hide in here? There ain't no way in the world that this makes sense. Right, let's what is this? You were talking about your love of older women. Oh yeah. I got I see him out there too. I see. He flirting with the white. I see him out there too. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, look at this, ninja. What in the world? Really? Oh, the humanity. No, look at this out here. Let's take a look, man. Oh, look at oh my gosh. Look at this. This is crazy as hell. He see him out here too. Look at him. Look at this big Aunt Jemima ass ninja without the what the hell? Oh. This is a disgrace. And then all these sisters out there, they put them two soggy white women out there. They was like, hey, wait a minute. All right. Hey. What happened? Where did all the men go? Oh. Smell. <laughs> I smell all y'all. I love it. Oh, smell. I love a woman with more yesterdays than tomorrows. So we we uh, we had talked about Martha Stewart and Barbara Corbin yeah. getting there, you know, getting oh, yeah. living their best life. So would they possibly be your Yeah, yeah, I slide down definitely. Yeah, right, yeah. See women slide down. Martha Stewart. Man, ninjas are some scrap sexuals for show. Scrap sexuals. So here we go. Wow. Like this don't want much. Come over about six. <laughs> six PM and spoon them right to sleep. Run. Spoon them to sleep and rub them bunions. Rub them bunions. Ugh. In the Walgreens every now and then. Pick up a prescription and I'm I'm good. They cooking some breakfast when you get up in the yeah. morning. You get that good breakfast. Get that good breakfast. They they like Folgers. They don't they don't do Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, he might be hiding something, Ninja. What you hiding back here? I don't know, man. I don't know what you're doing, man. They might be hiding something. All right, what's that music? All right. Hey, you can't fool me, Ninja. I know an agenda when I see it. They trying way too hard. Trying way too hard. All right. Don't, don't, you ain't fooling me with that ish. That's just a possibility. All right. Man, he trying to hide something. All right, what do we got here? Oh, uh, Straggle and Snickle Theater. Uh, Larsa Pippen and Marcus Jordan spotted out together following news of their reconciliation. Oh, Marcus Jordan. All right, I won't play the music. Marcus Jordan and Larsa Pippen back together. Take a look at this right here. Oh, man. All right, so they did it for just the clout. Somebody suggested that. Look at them old skeezers. Ninjas love some old, soggy women, bro. Don't y'all? I like a little bit in my diet. I don't like my whole bread soggy. You know what I mean? Every now and then I like to, you know what I mean? You know, I like to get that that bread, get the corner of the stuff, sop up my, a little bit of bread. I like I like it a little soggy. 
All right, and I don't like my whole diet full of soggy-ass bread. What is going on with ninjas today? What kind of agenda? Scrap sexual-ass ninjas. Look at these old soggy bras. He about to run a train yang on. Train yang. Both of these women in their 50s, late 40s and 50s, and he in his 30s out here parading around soggy bras. What are we doing? Where the Juco at? Where the Juco at? He ran right on back. All right, look, he trying to... All right, watch out. I'm with my queen. Some respect. Yeah, I know. I know. But listen, listen. Did you ever break up with her? Just answer me. Did you ever break up? There's, there's, there's rumors that you broke up with her. There's rumors. There's rumors that they broke up. <laughs> he trying to appeal to the security. I guess they didn't break up. All right, yeah, sop up a little bit of juice, but he out here with some two gremlins. All right, coach, they bad, though. You still hit. I hit. Of course, look at these. Look at these guys. Man, come on, bro. Where the Juco's at? Where the Juco's at? What? Look at these women, man. Leftovers. These women been divorced twice at least. All right, Stragos Nickel Theater, let's go to Donald Trump. We got Donald Trump out here, man, at the golf course showing that he got bumped in his golf cart. My speakers slap harder than Obama's. Listen to this. Your iPad is connected to these? Yeah, listen. Pretty cool, huh? So cool. I know. <laughs> Man, little do y'all know, man, Trump a ninja, man. Y'all don't even know. Y'all falling for the whole program, and Trump is a real one. Y'all have no idea. I know you don't think so, but Trump is more down than you actually think. Again, he is riding the lane. Y'all don't even know what's happening, bro. He more real than your boy Plantation Joe. All right, he out there got the bump. Say my speakers slap harder than Obama's. Listen to this. Your iPad is connected to these? Yeah, listen. Pretty cool, huh? <laughs> oh, so cool. I know. That's a voiceover, by the way. <laughs> that's a that's a voiceover. Don't don't believe that. That that's a voiceover. It's just it. <laughs> but he a whole ninja. Trump wanted he wanted the realest. All right, just listen to 80s and 90s rap, and you'll figure it out. All right, that's a voiceover, though. But anyway, Straggle Snickle Theater, do you guys like Cheetos? You like Cheetos? Well, I got you a nice little cheese puff right here. Take a look at this right here. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Okay. Trying to get a Cheetos. She can't reach them. My little Cheeto puff needs a Cheeto puff. <laughs> there you go, babe. Thank you. Oh, little Cheeto no. puff today. Ooh, wait. Like Ooh, she thick. Little Chesterita. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, hold your pups up, babe. Oh, she a cute. Mm. Oh, no. Oh, Ninja, I'm going to tell you, man. Oh. Yeah, that brother's starving. Yes, sir, brother. <laughs> oh, no. Who hitting? Who who going? <laughs> who going? One of y'all nasty ninjas is going, and Will Clap is going to show up. Hmm. Hmm. I'm a, I'll do it once. I'll at least do it once. Let me get, yeah, give me that little Cheeto. Bring me that little Cheeto over here. <laughs> oh, she they cute. Oh, my you. goodness. She she got pumps in the bump. A Cheeto, she can't reach him. My little Cheeto pub need her Cheeto pub. <laughs> yeah, get there my little Cheeto pub. Oh, oh, oh man. Oh, she's 
Oh, she packing back there. Look like a little Chesterita. <laughs> hey. Oh, no. Who going? Who going? Lord have mercy. We must stay focused, brothers. We must she the, stay focused. She the perfect height, brother. She the perfect height. All right. She just, could just stand there and drop that neck. It's barbecue in there. She don't even have to drop that neck. It's barbecue in there. She could just stand there. It's barbecue in there. All right. She could just stand there. Oh, man. Oh, man. This is crazy. Y'all nasty ninjas on Straggle and Sniggle Theater. All right. I guess that's the end of Straggle and Sniggle Theater. Hey, ride with me if you ride with me. You can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the five stick. You can get high with me. That's a deal, right? Ride. Do me. Do me a favor, man. Hit that like button. We're going to get to the, the chats over here. All right. Yeah. I'll have to see it one time. I'm going to have to see it once. I'm just letting y'all know. I'm a nasty boy like that. All right, what do we got? Shan, MC Shan and Molly Mall in the house, y'all. Coach, you're going to get Trump's new shoes, the J6 Force Ones, only $400 a pair. Nah. Nah, I heard they going up, though. They going up in price, so I don't even want to. I don't want to see what they going up in price for. I don't want no parts of that. And we have our brother here. What is it here? Uh, Skyler says, one of my JUCOs is broke and wanted to move in. <sighs> the backdooring of relationships. The JUCOs are very good at this. Never move in your JUCO. Never move in. Always keep your JUCOs separated from uh, your life. All right. They only show up and they only leave. You have them show up and you pay them to leave. How much to get you to leave right now? All right. No, 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 no. 007 MIB. My ex-wife has $90,000 in debt. When I asked her what her plan was to pay it off, she, uh, being a church girl, said she was waiting on the Lord's return. <laughs> mm. Now she is on her third husband. You can't make this ish up. Keep bringing it, coach. Wow. So she like send it. She's like, man, Lord to come back. Wipe out my debt. No plans to pay it off. And let me just tell you, being debt free is should be what you're trying to do, guys. All right. Don't don't. How many women are here? How many how many women? <laughs> how many women are in here right now? How many of y'all got debt? Uh Oh, they don't want to tell me. Y'all got to get out of debt. Gets out to debt, guys. Somebody said, Coach, deep down, these men want relationships. It's a fact, and I wouldn't be ashamed of it. I wouldn't be ashamed of that because men are the romantics. Men are the men who want to be in love. Men are the ones who want to pass on their legacy. Men are the ones that want to have love children. Men are in love. Women are in business. I wouldn't be ashamed of it. Deep down inside, that's what hurts a lot of men is they can't have the relationship they want, and one of these, these things are used against men. But it, the absence of women available in their age group to be in relationships is what's hurting a lot of men, right? It's, 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 it's that deep down we'd like to have it, so it's like, damn, I can't, I can't really get it the way I want it. And so they are now having to deal with that reality. Men are in love. Women are in business. So once they're finding out that women are in business, it's turning them off to love. It's turning them off the possibility of having a lovely partner. And some women and some men get into relationships and find out it's about business. And then they 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 hurt. They hurt. They're like, man, I thought you loved me for me. 
I thought you loved me for me. Like, I thought you wanted me for me. When you find out the woman in your life don't want you for you, like, that's not why she got you. Now, she, you know, she might have been in love a little bit. There, were, there was some connection there. But much of the connection needed to have a little sense of stability and insecurity for the woman. She had to have that security or she had to have that belief in you or that trust. And it wasn't just the love. She needed that security and trust to go. So it wasn't just love with her. And this isn't a fault either. This isn't a fault. Now, some men find out that the woman felt the love was gone, but it wasn't until, and I want you to hear me out. I want you to hear me out. The woman was with you not because of the love. She stayed because she stayed because she semi believed in you. She stayed because she somewhat respected you. She stayed because she might say this is love. She stayed because she trusted you. Then when the respect and trust is gone, she's really gone. It's gone, gone. So the love is already gone. She could have like you and love you as a person. We always mix these up. But once the respect is gone, once that trust is gone, it's really over. That's when they, that's when they're done. That's when they exit or plan that exit. So it's not just the love. Men are in it for love. You're like, I want love and loyalty. I want you only for me. Now, ladies, hear me out here. Just because I get a piece of side peace leave doesn't mean I don't love you. I know what you're going to say. Well, if you love me, he should have came. Love should have brought you home last night. If you love me, you wouldn't have cheated. Well, you don't understand men. I'm trying to bridge the gap here. I might get a side piece of peace leave. I'm just letting you know. I might get a few pieces of side pieces of peace leave. I'm just letting you know. Doesn't mean I don't love you. Matter of fact, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> I might get a side piece of peace leave, but I'm going to come home and I'm going to love you. And matter of fact, let me tell a secret. Let me tell a secret. Married men are like, don't do it, coach. Hey, married men. Hey, married ladies. I'm going to tell you a secret. Men are like, ninja, X nay X nay Married men who come home to their wives for no reason at all doing good shit, y'all got a side piece of peace leave. It's okay. She need to let you get a side piece of peace leave. She need to just look the other way. But married men come home, oh, honey, oh, my God, I miss you so much. You giving her a hug. You rubbing her. You holding her, cuddling. Let's just cuddle tonight. You brought her flowers. Let's go on a good date this weekend. I'm going to take you out. <laughs> hey, yo, chill, son. Hey, yo. Let's go out to a hotel and get the heart, the heart-shaped bed that, with the mirrors on the ceiling. Let's go. This weekend, me and you, baby. Weekend trip. Hop in the car. Go with me. <laughs> That ninja got a good piece of side piece leave. <laughs> Shit, ninjas is mad as hell like me. They like, oh, my Lord, this ninja. Oh, man, he done turned down the volume on his iPad. Like, let me turn this ninja down. Anyway. Mm.
Hi, honey. Oh, my God. I've missed you all day. You start kissing her on her net. I missed you. Oh, did I miss you? <laughs> that ninja was. In the Momo, just laying it down. Mm. <laughs> Woo! Yep, he went to the lot lizard. He got his balls drained. <laughs> anyway, Ninja's married. Ninja's is like, okay, look at my numbers going down. They done turned off the stream. All right, anyway. <laughs> oh, man. All right, the wives are like, really? Is this true? This ninja just bugging, man. Hey, man, he just funny. He he trying to be funny. <laughs> All right, anyway, shout out to the wives. I was just joking. Hey, I was just jokes. It's just jokes, ladies. Right? It's just jokes. I was just joking. Wives, wives listening to me, I was just joking. All right. I was just setting your husband up for you to be more insecure. It's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, man, y'all brothers, man. Anyway, he said, let's take it. <laughs> yep, he gonna come home. Let me jump in the shower real quick, and I'm gonna cuddle you. Uh, the wealth manager says, two chains, Rolls Royce B was my divorce court song. Shout out to you, two chains, two chains. One hand on that steering wheel and the left hand in that. Wait a minute. Left hand on the steering wheel and the right hand on that peace leave. Is that two chains? Cesar V says, my son called me his hero. I could not say that. That would be possible without some of your teachings, coach. Thank you. Yes, indeed. All right, so your son definitely should be definitely, definitely seeing you as a hero. All right, that is the role of the father. Son should see you as the hero. If they don't see you as a hero, it is really heartbreaking for young boys. All right, it's really heartbreaking for a son. And I think you're less of a man if you've been to an experience where, like, you got to grow out of the fact that, you know, if you're a young man or a man and you grow up and your father disappointed you, your father broke your heart, even for women, right? And you believe that your father broke your heart, your father, yeah, it's, it's, it's tragic. Some guys have a failure to launch uh, because of this scenario. Mm -hmm. Like their father disappointed them. I heard a story about um, Daryl Strawberry's father. They were saying that on Vlad TV. But shout out to Cesar. Um, and keep that up because that could change at any moment. But keep it up. Keep it up. Shout out to Chicken Wing Bob says, Coach, tried the Juco for the first time on Tinder. Worked immediately. It's crazy. Won't get finesse because I know what to look out for thanks to you. Shout out to you. Ninja pulled it off on Tinder. Boy, that's risky. But, yes, it's available. It's available for you, but you just got to be really, you know, it is what it is. Shout out to the dads out here doing it big. And uh, I'm going to check these other ones, and then I'm going to get back to the show. Anthony Elite, coach, I'm an attorney in Florida. Shout out to you, by the way. He says, I use my savings from being an attorney to start my writing studio for screenplays and to make sleepwear for kids. While I was building, my ex took my son and left the county. He says, all the money... I had went to attorney's fees starting all over F that B. That's sad, isn't it? Isn't it? 
Women are certainly wasteful of resources, all right? This is one of the reasons men don't fight in court because you're going to piss away resources, and as an attorney, he knows that. And women don't have no problem pissing away money. Like, they don't understand. They don't understand that. Like, they'll make you piss away money. They'll piss away money. <laughs> you just like, man, it is so bizarre to see. This is why I don't trust a woman in, her, in money. I don't trust them at all. They just don't understand the value of money. I think he said left the county. It said county, but it could be country. But it said county. But yeah, man, they'll fight you too for now. They'll waste resources and time. They're very wasteful individuals. Uh, men are like this too, in it, uh, to an extent. And I try to counsel men out of it because, Ninja, you better figure it out. But they're very wasteful. They waste time. They waste resources. And they don't give a fuck. Because, really, it's their feelings. As long as their feelings, they can justify with their feelings. They don't care about anything else. And once you realize this, this reality, it is an absolute fact. Like, they'll waste $50,000 just like that. Like, again... Uh, people don't realize this. Like, these videos prove it. If you missed these videos early, look, this woman's in $40,000 of credit card debt, and she's sniggling. This woman's in $95,000 in credit card debt. Like, it, like it's nothing to them. And that's just her, sorry, that's her student loan debt. It's nothing to them. Motherfuckers just rack up debt, just seeing it rack up. Like, it's just going to go away. Ah, oh, it'll go away. And then they, then somebody bails them out, and they never face the consequences of these things, man. They are very wasteful resources. It's, it's just tragic. It's tragic. That's why I can't, they can't be a part of my life. The majority of them. They can't be a part of my fucking life. Hell no. Not what they decision-making. <laughs> it's crazy. All right, uh, what are we doing here? I was going to tell on married men again. I was going to tell on married men. Let's get back to the show. Crime and law, CGA, right here. All right, crime and law CGA. What's going on out here? We got some criminals. We got one criminal here to report here, a Pennsylvania judge, a judge. Pennsylvania judge, Sonia McKnight, charged after allegedly shooting her ex-boyfriend in the head as he slept. Now, this is going to be important here. This is going to be important because we're going to talk about this in relationships later on in the show. But she shot him while he slept. This is important in what I call sleeping with the enemy. I'm going to tell you the story here. According to the news outlet, Pennsylvania judge, again, an educated woman, another strag, another educated strag, Sonia McKnight, charged with the shooting ex-boyfriend after he told her to move out. What do I tell you guys? There's so much juice in this story. There's so much juice in the story. First of all, this is why I'm at the JUCO. I paid them to leave. When you think you're getting free relationships with women, you're going to realize, what do I tell you? The backhand is heavy. You write a blank check on the backhand. You don't know what the backhand is going to be. When you pay them to leave, you know what the backhand is going to be. You agree. You're going to leave when I give you this. Get out. This is uh, to go shopping. This isn't payment for sex. This is to get you out of here comfortably. But when you don't, the back end could be crazy, meaning that it could be death. It could be property damage. It could be a variety of things. And this is an example. When you're sleeping next to a woman, this is the most important thing you're going to do with her to communicate that you feel safe with her. You trust her. Just like a dog exposes their belly 
Only dogs that expose their belly are safe with you. This is why they go through great lengths to protect their belly, protect their organs. When they pee in, they looking around. All right, they sometimes tuck their tail to protect their organs. Sometimes they they get big and, and to protect their underbelly. You as a person sleeping next to a woman, you're vulnerable. You cannot protect and secure her. Only you're going to get startled by something to protect her. You're sleeping. You're exposed. And, and she's next to you. So in essence, this is the most, one of the most untrustworthy things a woman can do to a male that is in a relationship. is to take you out while you're vulnerable. Yeah, it's something to be around the corner, you know what I mean, and lying in wait to confront you directly to stab you in the belly and the intestines while you're standing there, you know, arguing and she shivs you, she pokes you, right? That's one thing. She stabs you in the back is another thing, but to take you out while you're vulnerable and resting and in a trusting position where you're probably more concerned about her security than her than than yours, you would probably jump into action to prevent her from being harmed. She takes you out. Now, we're going to talk about this because a lot of wives do do this as a course of action because she can beat you, right? You, you're going to wake up a little bit groggy and confused, and she can get you this way. Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, suspended judge in Pennsylvania has been criminally charged after police say she shot her ex-boyfriend in the head while he was sleeping last weekend. Of course, he probably busted a nut. It says test show uh, that... Uh, the judge, the district judge, Shania M. McKnight, 57, age 57, had gunshot residue on her hands an hour after Michael McCoy was shot in the bed of his home in the Harrisburg area early Saturday. Some police department in township wrote in the affidavit, McKnight is now charged with attempted deletion and aggravated assault. Apparently, the guy's still alive. And it says right here, no lawyer was listed. And she's on $300,000 bail. A lawyer who had represented her previously said he didn't currently represent her in decline comment. A message was left on his cell phone. Okay, right here. Authorities say McCoy is now blind in his right eye, so apparently he's still alive. Police wrote that McCoy, age 54, again, older woman, younger man, slightly. He could have been at the JUCO, but he decided to go with an old gremlin. He could have been 54 at the 25-year-old Juco, but he with this old woman. He had tried numerous times to get McKnight to move out after he ended their one-year relationship. These are all the things I be telling y'all about. Them girls on the Juco gonna poison you. Them girls in the passport gonna poison you. But he's 54, she's 57. We make a wonderful power couple, but they, they're together one year. Imagine knowing a woman one year and she tried to snuff you out. Again, the back end is heavy, and again, this is not rare. It's just rare as you think. On February 9th, McCoy came home to find McKnight in pajamas on the couch. When he returned from a restaurant, he told her he planned to get McKnight's mother to help to get her out of the house. Michael McCoy stated that it was like she finally understood that it was over, police said. He went to bed at 11. (laughs) McCoy awoke to a massive head pain and was unable to see, police said. And when he began to scream, McKnight told him, Mike, what did you do to yourself? 
he had suffered a gunshot wound to the right temple that exited his left temple. McCoy told police at the scene later at the hospital that he did not shoot himself. Wow. When McKnight called 911 shortly after 1 a.m. Saturday, she could not explain what happened and stated that she was sleeping and heard him screaming. Investigators found doorbell videos from neighborhood neighboring homes that contradicted McKnight's claim that she did not leave the home that night of the shooting. McCoy suspected she had checked on him at a tavern. She had checked on him at a tavern, so she stalked him. Ugh. So she stalked him at a tavern. All right, they have taverns over there in Pennsylvania. Detectives wrote in the affidavit that the gun was registered to McKnight, and both of them said no one else was in the home at the time of the shooting. Okay, she was a transferred. Okay, let me see here. Get down here. McKnight was an elected official in 2016, suspended without pay by the courts of judicial discipline because she's a strag, which handles misconduct uh, allegations against judges. The judges, okay, where was the misconduct? She violated probation from a previous misconduct case centered around her actions regarding the 2020 traffic stop involving her son. She was acquitted of a criminal charge. Okay, so here we go right here. Uh, Among the pending misconduct allegations, the Judicial Conduct Board alleges that she gave excessive vacation time to members of her court staff, directed an aide to ignore a woman's civil complaint. Okay, I don't care about none of this shit. I don't care about none of this. But um, another example, let's go ahead and pull her picture up. Let's go to pull, pull her picture up. Sonya McKnight. Is, is she related to Brian McKnight? Let's see what she looked like. Let's see what she looked like. Uh, here she is right here. This is what she looked like right there. Right there. You know, you could have had a young piece of calico. Of course, she wanted to break it up. And of course, she's 57. She's probably not going to get another boyfriend. Right. Not another one to move her in. So it's in game for her. And she said, scorched earth for you. I'm going to take you out. Like, you you know what I mean? Wow. You just can't move on with life, you old bat. No, you got to take me out for no reason. That's what she looked like. Is that her wig? Is that her rig right there? That might be a wig. I can't tell. That might be her real hair. That might be her real hair. I can't tell. Did they let you take pictures in wigs at the jail? Maybe not. I don't think they let you take pictures in wigs at the jail. Let's see. Uh, Here she is right here. Oh, there's the ninja, too. All right, so there it is right there. Uh, <clears throat> that That's her right there. All right, in her robe. All right, there's the sister right there. Is she a criminal? Let's see what the ex-husband looking like. This ninja almost got deleted. Okay, they don't have the picture up. Damn, damn, just like that, brothers. Just like that, you can get snuffed out. Okay. Yeah, she a whole strag. You got us got to watch out right there. She had some other issues going on, too. She definitely has some other issues. All right, that's it on Crime and Law CGA. Okay, we, we, we going. The next subject matter, lifestyle of cheaters. The lifestyle of cheaters. Apparently, according to this data right here, a man divorced his wife for withholding sex. They'd had sex only twice in two years. Oh, goodness. Okay. Uh, it says right here, a Twitter man on Twitter, uh, he made a public declaration that he will never again negotiate sexual terms within the context of a marriage. He divorced because of this reason. 
As a result, a woman withholding sexual activity from him until he complies with their demands, he claims that men are feeling miserable. Quote, it was a private hell, according to his description. According to him, there's an excessive number of women in the world who provide sexual services without any constraints attached. Despite the fact that he fulfilled his duties as a husband and the father and, uh, in his family, he was unable to obtain sexual closeness from his wife. It, I'm sorry, it is only going to make you suffer, according to him, if your sexual activity is held at the end of a fishing pole for the sake of compliance. Indeed, gentlemen, I've been telling you this. Haven't I been telling you this? According to the gentleman, I will never, well, that's what he says. It's why I will never again negotiate sex and marriage. It's why I got divorced. Men are miserable. Miserable. Did I read this already? Yes, I did. So anyway, too many women out there who give sex without conditions. Okay. Quote, will you take care of the kids, the house, the dishes? Well, this is where women are going to say, well, that's what you're supposed to do. And if you don't do it, you get no poom poom. I do that shit already and don't get laid for doing it. Your sex being held at the end. Okay, we already read that part. Okay, we have a rebuttal. Your wife may be may have used it against you abusively, but I can assure you that most women are not withholding for that reason. They have many, many, many other reasons why they want it less. Like what? We're going to talk about that. This person says, then talk to him. If it's his attractiveness, get to the gym. Uh, these guys are so much in the matrix. This is like elementary to me. If it's an issue with your body, mood, stress, etc., talk and work together instead of quietly suffering. That's not what they do. There are always ways to get better for both sides. And I understand about postpartum thing as well. Again, these are things that I talk to you about as expectations and marriages. Talk. And by the way, let me just go back. On this woman here, do you notice she's making it seem like, well, that's not why all women hold out. She didn't say she didn't say women don't hold out. She's saying there's other reasons as to why women hold out. So there it is right there. The confirmation is within the statement. And she says the attitude of sex is current as currency in my marriage came four years after kids. What do we call this? If you're if you're following along, this is called the bait and switch. It's called a bait and switch. All right. So four years after kids, what do I tell you? Most marriages fizzle after the investment stage into the next stage. So after the kids have all had and they close down shop, no more further kids, then they can bait and switch cleanly because there's too much of an incentive, Matt Walsh. To stick it out. So there it is right there. So four years after kids. She clamps down. Namely because the love is gone. And she really might have a little bit of post kid clarity. Also she's like what are you even useful for? Other than providing and, and paying. There are many many marriages where this is happening. Several of my friends are in it. Yes, this is too common. This is common. And um, a lot of guys are going to figure this out when it's too late. Like, you can't pivot out. You, you can divorce her. But, of course, 
She's going to guilt you. You're just divorcing me because I won't have sex with you. Yep. Uh, you're not entitled to my body. Okay. Okay, okay. But a lot of guys can't leave their wives because they're stuck. They're like, damn, I'm going to really walk away from my family. He walked away from his family because he wouldn't do what he needed to do to fuck me. That's basically what she's going to say. She's going to be the victim. And I don't owe him nothing. He don't cook and clean. He don't help. He don't do chores. And I had postpartum depression. And I had a urinary traction infection. And I had herpes from another guy. And he didn't help with the kids. Right? So you see where it's a no win. So men just stick it out. Oh, well. And then, of course, if he cheats, it's a wrap. You cheated on me. You're like, I wasn't even screwing you. But you cheated. Sad reality for way too many men. Now, this woman's going to talk about you ain't hitting it right. <laughs> All right, where's this woman right here? She is always too tired to have sex. What it really means. This is according to this woman, and there's music in the background. So she's going to do one of these pointing TikToks, and we'll get to it right here. All right, so what does it mean according? Okay, all right, sister. All right, there it is. And she pointed and snapped. If I point over here, snap. Lean with it, rock with it. Lean with it, rock with it. Okay, why is she saying women are withdrawing from sex and marriages? Well, she's cheating, number one. That's, that's what it is. But number two, yeah, well, that's what she said. Has a side dude as the last one. Yes. Now, you two might not be having sex together, but somebody's having some sex. But the first one doesn't care about you. Number two, rather satisfy herself due to um, uh, very predictable sex. Number three, don't value you. Number four, has an exit plan, and this is part of her plan, as to clamp down on the peace leave. And the last one has a side dude, and I think this is a pretty good indication of why she's clamping down. One thing that men do, yeah, one thing that men do is um, we give reasons why women behave badly. Not because she's a bad behaving woman. No, it can't be that, coach. It can't be that. There has to be a reason for her poor behavior. Well, in my mind, there doesn't have to be a reason for a woman behaving poorly. It's because she's a poor behaving woman. So I'm not going to do anything to give her excuses out of it. And that's what men do. But maybe there's a reason why she's acting like this. There's no reason. She's an asshole. Yeah. And women can be assholes. I mean, they get away with it. So, yes, you're an asshole. That's why. You're a piece of shit and a piece of trailer park trash at that. And that's the, that's the reason. So men are, because you're, I think he's saying in the previous tweets, communicate with him. Tell him. Open up. Be honest. Not in the history of womanhood is, are you going to get that. You're going to get the beat around the bush and read between the lines and read her mind. In my opinion, she's committing fraud. I don't care what she believes. She's fraudulently married to you. Now, if she believes she doesn't owe you anything, well, it's time for her to leave. Well, I don't owe you anything either. Although I did sign a contract where I do owe you something. But let's stop it right now. Guys, I'm going to tell you, young men, I want you to listen. I want you to listen to this. One of the things you're going to do in learning about women as you experience them is you're going to give her excuses for her behavior. And you're just like, maybe this, and maybe it's this, 
And maybe it's because, and maybe because this, and you're going to give her more excuses than you're ever going to hear from her. And I'm going to tell you right now, stop it. Because this isn't going to help. If you have a feeling in your gut, if you believe something to be true, many times that's what it is. And it's straight up. If you think she's acting funny on girls' nights out, she's acting funny on girls' nights out. You don't need any proof or evidence. You don't need any proof or evidence. And you don't need her to come back out here talking about what? Gaslighting you. If you feel that that behavior is there, the reason why it's there is because you probably said, I'll be secure and not controlling, so let her go ahead and do it. And once the cat's away, the mice will play. There's nothing innocent about something like that. Girls nights out. She's going to do stupid shit. She's not going to sit by her girlfriends and just stand there. She's about to do something dumb. So don't give her excuses. Well, maybe she's just, no, maybe she's just nothing. All right, she's doing something that she shouldn't be doing, and you can feel it. And it's okay to just go ahead with your gut. Women are too crafty to try to make you find out what the reality is. Never give them, yes, never give them the benefit of the doubt. All right, because all you're doing is helping her explain something without her having to explain it. And you will give her five excuses before she opens her mouth. 100%. And this is just to help men for sure. Now, the thing is how to confront these things. Well, um, asking them is the worst way to do it. Are you cheating on me? Did you drop some neck on somebody at Girls Nights Out? I bet you you got other side ninjas. This is not going to do you any good. This is not going to do you any good. So what you're trying to find is proof as to validate why you feel this way. You're either going to trust her more or trust her not at all. That's just my opinion. Anyway, anyway, it's crazy. Lifestyle of cheaters. We have a side piece, Chica. Remember when I told you guys your mammy probably was a side piece? Your mammy probably was a side piece. Now, you don't want to look at your mammy as this and take a look at this right there. Take a look at that mammy right there, right there. Oh, man, where's all the humanity at? All the humanity. Look at that stress. That woman has dealt with some struggles, although it looks like her finances have turned around. Damn, she looking like a whole frog. I mean, she can ribbit that, that little, you know, when them frogs blow up their neck. Look at that chin. Mammy is tired. <laughs> Mammy is tired. All right, remember when I told you a lot of y'all mammies was in these damn streets out here. In these streets. And they told you about your no good ass daddy was a rolling stone. All right, and I told you that. And there's certain things that you can look for as to find out if your mammy was a side chick. If your mammy was just a side piece of peace leave. Number one, take a look at your last name. Take a look at your last name. If you have a last name that is different than your paternal father figure. If you, if you have the last name that is different than your paternal. It is the same as your mammy. All right, your mammy said, I'm a name my kid after my grandfather she's gonna say it's her name but it ain't her name that's her grandpappy's name 
then your mama was probably a side chick. Yes, that's. So take a look at your daddy and say, daddy, why is your last name Smith? And I'm named after my mother, Jones. That's because your mama was a piece of road ass. That's what she was right there. I'm Pepe. <laughs> your mama was not in a relationship with your daddy. She was a side chick. That's one way to discover if your mama was out here hoeing. If your mama was out here being the woman, the, the woman that your your his wife didn't know. <laughs> Your mama was a skeezer back in 1982 and 1993. You a bastard child. Yes, you was a bastard. <laughs> Yo, man. Your mama used to get the late night creep. And uh, your daddy used to have to wash his Johnson off in the seat to go back to his real family. That's what happened. <laughs> All right. So let's see what this woman going to say right here. This woman tired and worn out. The secret's out. I was the side piece. Uh-oh. Here we go. I always thought that you and my dad was kicking it, but I found out you was the side piece. Yeah, I was the side piece. Why you never tell me that? I did tell you. I'm no, you didn't. I ain't find that out until after he died that you was the side piece. But his main chick came down here to see him after he died. And that's when I, I found. I didn't, I didn't tell you. She told you. Yeah, uh-huh. Exactly. Exactly. So why didn't she tell me you was a sad chick? Well, what does it talk about? I always thought that you and my dad was kicking it, but I found out you was a sad piece. Yeah, I was a sad piece. Yeah, that don't surprise me at all. Looking like that, that ain't surprising me at all. Probably was a white father too. <laughs> probably is a white father. He probably was a policeman, milkman, somebody. And he used to come through, and he used to leave a deposit. And he probably did not want to see hide nor hair of her in public. Now, look at her. She was a side piece. He used to come over there and get that nasty. He used to come out there before air conditioning, before central air, when she had that air conditioning box in the window at the projects. And he used to come tip on in. All right, she used to open the door, not let the neighbor see that loud-ass projects door. Come on in, right to the, get to the bed, beat that stank up, make bacon. This ninja making bacon in there. <laughs> he just in there, and he just in there smoking that. Get him a quick little nut <clears throat> before birth control was actually a thing. Thing, leave a little uh all in her gut. <laughs> And he was like, ain't nobody going to know. He ain't know nothing about DNA. He don't know nothing. All he knows about blood type. And he beat that bacon up. Her soggy body. Beat that up. Ain't nobody going to know this my kid. Ugh. All in her. <laughs> Just leave. <laughs> I'm happy. You'll be like, all right, baby, don't make no noise around here. All right, here. He throw a couple $40 at her. Here you go. Yeah, don't bother me. <laughs> don't bother me. Lunch break, skeezer. And then little did he know, he got got. He got got. Left a little something. <laughs> Left a little something. And, uh, yeah, the daughter done found out mama was a skeezer. I'm telling you. 
Why you never tell me that? I did tell you. No, you didn't. I ain't find that out until after he died that you was a sad piece. But his main chick came down here to see him after he died. And that's when I found. I didn't tell you. She told you. Yeah, she told you. Yeah, your mama got confronted. She a side chick. Oh man, this is crazy, man. Watch out for these people, brothers. Watch out for these people. I think we got one more segment, and then we gonna get it on. All right, super chats, and then we'll get on to the main event. All right, what do we got here? Life after divorce reality. I got this woman who really doesn't go with the title, but I'm gonna play her. We got a Kaylee. All right, with our stringy hair. Kaylee here. Uh, you're a feminist doing OnlyFans. That's empowering. Okay. You're a feminist doing OnlyFans. That's empowering. Yet you're relying on creepy, disgusting men who think you are disgusting and trash to ironically pay your bills, which is probably the most degrading thing in the entire world. Whereas actually, if you were in an office, it would be a lot less degrading. You could actually have respect in an office. And do not get offended when you come into the dating pool and dating world and you are seen as a low value woman. In my eyes, you are. In every man's eyes, you are. And uh, don't get offended when people don't want to marry you, don't want you to be their girlfriend. You're going to hit the real world eventually. Um, it's just amount of time. And no one with any level of like a brain would ever respect someone who does that. But there's a lot to unpack. I there. don't go on the Internet and expect people not to judge me. You cannot be a sex worker and expect people not to judge you. I agree with that. So just don't complain about the outcome. Go get your bag. Yes. And then deal with no one thinking that you're a valuable human and also bringing just shame to your family name as well. Oh, we got a whole track con here. Track con. <laughs> All right, there we go right here. Traditional conservative Kaylee. Hi, my name is Kaylee. I'm a blonde. I have no tips. I make boys fall in love with me. They always throwing fits. I like being single. No, I've never been cussed. These boys want our relationship, but I'm just trying to fuck. Yeah, Lily White over here. Lily White, that's her name. Lily Pulitzer, Lily White. All right, this is the Liliest White I've seen in a couple of days here. I mean, you can't get any whiter than this. All right, she a whole drag con. Bringing that pain here. <laughs> she bringing the pain to the OnlyFans girls. You're going to ruin your reputation, boy. She didn't soaked up some red pill. Yeah. I want to see that whole facts, though. I want to see that whole facts. Print that whole facts out. Let me see what we got here. Because it looked like she done dropped a lot of neck in her life. It's barbecue in there. I know a lot of women like this. They drop mad neck at the at the country club. It's barbecue in there. All right. She dropped mad neck. Lily. <laughs> she got her tennis. She got her tennis shit. You know what I mean? She's like, hi, I got my tennis shit on. You know what I mean? She got her stuff. She got her sweatshirt tied in the front. Hey, Muffy, tell us what you think about OnlyFans. Muffy right here she got her lily pulitzer dresses on and what did they call them vineyard vines she used to drop mad neck in middle school i'm just letting you it's know barbecue in there hella neck <laughs> right it's like you're gonna bring shame to your family's name i'm just assuming by the way this is all alleged this is all alleged she's had romps as an intern i'm pretty sure here anyway Muffy out there. She's like, I'm out here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Playing pickleball. <laughs> hey, that was a good game. Shout out to your track con game here. This is good here. I'd fold up. Let me see them cankles, though. I know she got big cankles. Uh-oh. Let me see. Yeah, 
She's hiding. She got some cankles. She gonna get a little bigger. She gonna get a little bit bigger. Yeah, you better get her while she she is she married. All right, Muffy, are you married? All right, anyway. Yeah, yacht girl. She be at the yacht club, the sailing club. She's like, I'm on the sailing team and the speech team and the uh and and the uh young 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 uh mathletes. What is it called? She's on she on every club. She's the treasurer of the eleventh grade. She was the treasurer of the eleventh grade. She was also in choir. <laughs> right? She was on the choir. She was also on the debate team. She volunteered for 4-H. And she was on the uh, Young Republicans. She had it all. She had that shit. Her resume was stacked for college. She was on the sailing team, the surf team. She had that shit. She was on the sailing team. She was on that shit where they be like, what is this right here? She was on the rowing. Her ass was like, anyway. <laughs> Young conservative. Oh, man. Yep. And she also, yeah, vars- he says the water girl for the varsity football team. And she was on the water polo team. Same time. She was busy. She was student council president. Yep. She was out there busy with it, bro. It's barbecue. And in she there. used to drop neck on Chad's all day long. She used to drop. Why are we doing this to her? This is a disgrace. All right. Anyway. And she had ribbon in her hair. And she wore the, uh, what's that thing where she put it? She put the thing like this and pulled it back like this. Oh, it's like this. She had that little thing where she got in her hair. She pulled it in and pulled it back. So this part was flat and the rest was in the back. What is that called? (laughs) What's that thing called where they put it and they be all mad and they take their hair and shake their lice out. She shake all her lice out around everybody. You like, damn. And then she put that thing on her head and she slick it back like that. And she looked like she a choir girl. What is that thing called? Mm. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, I can't remember what it's called. Not the visor. It was a little, it was a little, uh, like a look like, like a horseshoe. It's a head thing. It's a little head thing. And they go, they take their hair and slick it back. So it like kind of combs it back. What is that called? Anyway. <laughs> Y'all goofy as hell. Y'all goofy, man. And I don't want to hear you pro-blacks ever talk about I be on on these black women like that. Not the barrette. Is it the horseshoe? What is it called? Let me look it up. (laughs) Horseshoe headband. Horseshoe headband. Oh, the scrunchie too? Why we diss her like that? She didn't. Oh, it is a horseshoe. This thing right here. This thing right here. She pull it back in her hair and pull it back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway. All right. Pro blacks. I don't want to hear Nathan from y'all bitches. All right. Coach, you always hard on us. You hate yourself. All right. Anyway, stop. Yes. Yeah, the C-shaped thingy. All right. Anyway. Shout out to her, man. Hey, anyway, <laughs> she trains horses too. Oh yeah. She a horse trader too. She has a horsey and a couple of ponies. Indeed. And she drives a three Mercedes. She she drives a BMW convertible three series. Is it called a barrette? I got a horseshoe thing. I got the horseshoe thingy. All right, anyway. I don't know what the hell they called it. It's a headband. 
They call it a headband. They do call it a headband. Thank you. <laughs> all right, let me see here. Why this woman caught wreck like that? For no reason at all. She just caught wreck trying to be nice. Oh, you're a feminist doing hands. That's empowering. Yet you're relying on creepy, disgusting men who think you are disgusting and trash to ironically pay your bills, which is probably the most degrading thing in the entire world. Whereas actually, if you were in an office, it would be a lot less degrading. You could actually have respect in an office. And do not get offended when you come into the dating pool and dating world and you are seen as a low-value woman. In my eyes, you are. In every man's eyes, you are. And uh, don't get offended when people don't want to marry you, don't want you to be their girlfriend. You're gonna. Yeah, her daddy bought her a drink, Jeep Wrangler when she was 16. She, she nasty. I'm going to just let you know. I, I know for a fact. She's dropped mad neck at Southern Methodist. She either went to TCU or SMU. TCU, SMU, Notre Dame, St. Mary's in Indiana. Yeah, she went to one of them. Rice. <laughs> Rice. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of some other schools out there. Pepperdine, Loyola Marymount, Sacred Heart, Santa Clara. <laughs> Santa Clara. University of San Diego in La Jolla. She definitely went to one of them. She... Yeah, TCU. Did I say TCU? Yeah, she went to TCU. <laughs> UT. She went to UT. She went to Uni Austin Uni University of Texas. She went to she went to Texas. Vanderbilt. She a cutie. Yeah, I, I think it was SMU. She went to SMU. <laughs> <laughs> She a good wife, too, man. Shout out to her, man. Hey, uh, Kaylee, man, I just thanks for being a sport. Come through. I'd fold. I'd fold. Right, anyway. All right, what do we got? Life after divorce. We got this woman out here. This sister. Check this woman out here. How old do you think this sister is right here? How do you think this sister is? She going to tell you what her age is. She don't tell you what her age is. How, you, how old do you put type in the chat? How old you think this sister is? She's going to talk about the single life after divorce. Yeah, she definitely the other women went to Baylor. She did. De she definitely. Yeah, she went to Baylor for sure. She definitely went to Baylor. I think she went to Baylor. That's a that's a perfect one. <laughs> All right. Anyway, how old do you think this sister is? We got 80, oh no, 50, 60, 50, 46, 56, 41, 55, okay, 50s, we got early 50s mostly, 60, 52, okay, all right. All right, so this woman's going to tell you life after divorce and what is appropriate touching on the date. We got 50s, mostly 50s, early 50s, all right, now you guys are going to be shocked. I believe I remember what her age is, and this is why I'm at the JUCO. This is why I'm at the JUCO. If I remember correctly, her age is an age that people would say, you should be dating her. Like, I think she's in my age range. And she might be younger than me. I know I look like an old-ass ninja. I know I look like Uncle Ben's or some shit. All right, but this is a woman that they would say, Coach, this is your counterpart. Let's go ahead and read. Uh, hear what she has to say. All right, y'all, let's talk life after divorce. So I am over 45 and I'm being purposeful about dating. But I All right, she said over 45, over 45. Now that could be any age. It could be 55. She's over 45. Like, what does that mean? Let me see here. 
What that mean? All right. Did she say in here over 45? She didn't say. <laughs> here we go right here. Okay. I can't wait to hear this shit. All right. Here we go. Over 45. All right, y'all. Let's talk life after divorce. So I am over 45 and I'm being purposeful about dating, but I want to talk to you guys about appropriate touching. I cannot tell you how many times I've been out on a date with a guy and he has grazed my behind. He has grazed my midsection and it's not it's not something that's appropriate, right? So let's talk about what is appropriate touching and where to touch on a body. Oh, man, hell no. Again, these are the people who be like, coach, man, date somebody your age. Bruh, this is it. I don't believe when you're walking around with this woman. She can't even keep her eyelids open. Her eyelids all drooping. I don't want no parts of this. Send me to the JUCO, man. JUCO. Now this woman's talking about appropriate dating. Man, where have you been? Where have you been? You've been married for 25 years? What's appropriate dating after divorce? Oh, you sound like a whole bag of fun. This is going to be great. We're going to have a great time. Not with your MK Ultra leopard print on. Not with your cat print on. You do have leopard print dress. This is going to be a fantastic. I can't wait to go to the Newport Beach Jazz Festival with you. Drinking champagne, knowing I ain't going to get my salami wet at all. But I paid hundreds of dollars for this ticket to sit out in this hot-ass sun and, and look at fireworks. Oh, this is going to be great. Isn't this great? Isn't this so enjoyable? Don't graze my stomach. Don't graze my tummy. Ma'am, you're in your 40s. You know what this is. I'm grabbing ass. I'm going to be grab handy. Oh, this is inappropriate. Are you, what are we doing? Okay. Now, if you guys are just, this is a first date, please make sure, ladies, that you are not grabbing on his waist or grabbing on his chest area. Uh, a subtle touch on his back. If you're um, coming into the restaurant, he's already at the bar and you're just going to go ahead and greet him. A subtle touch on his shoulder. <sighs> This is exactly why I be at the JUCO. I ain't got no time for this shit, ma'am. <laughs> I don't have any time for this goofy shit. I will not date you at all. Please go take this shit back to the store. It's, don't grab him on the chest, on the shoulder, and rub his neck, and don't be, and give him the church hug and the circular. All right, here, give him the church hug and circle, circle his back. All right, move your pelvics back like we're in middle school. Oh, you're such a good man. You're a good man. I wait 90 days before I let you touch my bum. Boring. Mm. Oh, oh, man. Oh, I'm a woman. You never ask a woman her age. 45 over. Oh. And don't touch her on the neck. And inappropriate, don't grab them on their arms. Don't cop a feel. And then he won't feel on your bum bum. <laughs> it's fine. On his forearms, it's fine. You know, you may even be able to cop a feel. Um, but you set the tone for how he is going to touch you. Always remember that. So soft and subtle is always the key. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, ninja. Oh, 
Juco all day, every day. I'm at the, where Kaylee at? I'm at the Juco. Find me at the Juco, man. I ain't ever, ever, ever gonna be dating no prissy ass woman like this in my 40s. Hell no. Where Kaylee at? Hi, my name is Kaylee. I'm a blonde. I have no tits. I make boys fall in love with me. They always go in fits. I like being single. No, yeah. I've never been Come on. Tough. Come on. Boys want our relationship. Come on. But I'm just trying to fuck. Yeah, that's that. I, yeah. Juco all day long, for real. Silence, you fool. I'm going to the Juco. I'll be a metaphile. I'm a metaphile. I'll be the metaphile today. Silence, you fool. I ain't got no time. And then check out what she do. Look at, oh, Jesus. I don't give a fuck what you think, bitch. Cut that bitch off. Next caller. Look at, look at this fate. Look. Like she just said something. She look at. I'm gonna play this again. She looking at you like she said. It, what is this face? Is this a sexy face? Is this a sexy face? What is this? The resting bitch face. What what, what are you doing here? What is this? <laughs> I'm going white girls all day. Then just be like, what? Well, you don't like sisters? I'm I'm taking white girls for one thousand, Alex. I'm going for the white girl. The Juco white girl. That's it. I, I, I have no, no interest in this shit. You just don't like black women. All right. What is this face right here, brothers? What is this shit? And I'm marriage minded and I'm dating intentionally. Ma'am, you way too old for these goofy ass games. Way too old. And I'm a repackaged virgin. And I've been my sins. I've been washed away and I'm going to church on Sunday after the jazz festival. Yeah, she thought she ate. Scope. She thought she ate, bruh. <laughs> he said, send it again. What is this? All right, let's listen to this shit again in context. Yikes. All right, y'all, let's talk life after divorce. So I am over 45 and I'm being purposeful about dating, but I want to talk to you guys about appropriate touching. I cannot tell you how many times I've been out on a date with a guy and he has grazed my behind. He has grazed my midsection. And it's not it's not something that's appropriate. Right. So let's talk about what is appropriate touching and where to touch on a body. Okay. now, if you guys are just this is the first date, please make sure, ladies, that you are not grabbing on his waist or grabbing on his chest area. Uh, a subtle touch on his back. If you're um, coming into the restaurant, he's already at the bar and you're just going to go ahead and greet Jesus. him. A subtle touch on his shoulder is fine. On his forearms are fine. You know, you may even be able to cop a feel. Um, but you set the tone for how he is going to touch you. Always remember that. So soft and subtle is always the key. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. How dare you? Oh, man. You two ladies, y'all too old to be acting like this. Acting like you don't know where babies came from. You don't act like, what? aren't you trying to date intentionally like me? Nope. Way too much work. I'm out of here. Let me get to these super chats and we go get to the main event. Out. I, don't, I won't waste one second on a woman like that. One measly ass second. Juco all day. Yeah, she trying to get married again. You know why. I'm going to tell you why. Can't you get it through your thick skull that I'm no. broke? Dead, flat, stony, broke. 
$3.85 in my purse. With that sexy ass wink, she was like, <laughs> she looked, she was like, soft and subtle is the key. <laughs> oh, man. And y'all want me to date, you want me to date these women, bruh. That's what y'all want me to date. Y'all don't want me to be at the JUCO. He said, I'd rather die alone. The Dark Side Foundation, my girlfriend was complaining about early termination of pregnancy being illegal. I told her I agreed that women should choose, but that men should be able to opt out of supporting women and children. She lost it. They want supremacy, not fairness. Yeah. I'm not into women's politics at all. All right. Whatever they railing for, it ain't probably something I agree with. So, yeah, be careful with that. Shout out to Half Space Real Travel says, me thinks that lady doth protest too much. Are you talking about the Kaylee? Let me see, 650. You talking about the Kaylee? Yeah. She might got some OnlyFans in her back pocket, right? All right, man. And we got a couple more. What are we doing here? We got, uh, I got Cesar. He's got him. I got Mr. I'm Himothy, sports betting. You would think if your father is a police sergeant, he could just make the mother hand over your child during custody exchange. Nope. The game nope. is rigged. He might uh he might lost his job. Real life story. Guys, the game is rigged. I've seen I've seen men who are in law enforcement get railroaded and steamrolled in family court. I've seen men that were attorneys. There's an attorney. I've seen attorney, male attorneys get steamrolled in family court. Steamrolled. Now, they might not have family law attorneys. I've seen men of all cases get steamrolled. Police guy. You would think you would have the side of the law. Family court is no joke. It's no joke. Don't think you're going to get advantage over there. Okay? You're a criminal until proven innocent in the family court. All right, it is against fathers. Matt Walsh, where are you at, sir? See, Matt Walsh hasn't been through any bullshit, but I guarantee you he going to be Steven Crowder when that shit hits the fan. And I just, I hope it doesn't on him, but he a gump. Big joke of ATL, you got me dying at. Yo mama was a piece of road ass, <laughs> right, for sure. All right, yo mama, dude, I'm telling you. It's hard to imagine, but mamas with skeezers too. Mamas with skeezers too. He says, say it again, but slow. Guys, yeah. Guys, the family court is not to be played with. You know, I toy around with them a little bit. Really, the best way you can kind of mess around with them for the most part is act like you don't care, but care enough to file a suit on their ass and just sit back because ain't nothing going to happen. Ain't shit going to happen. They just going to toy around with you. They going to get all the lawyers paid up. Ain't nothing you can do. You can go in there and threaten, yell, shout. You're just going to look crazy. Um, You can go in there and pray to the judge and ask politely. They going to do what they want to do. And you can throw money at attorneys. It ain't going to make shit happen. <laughs> it ain't going to make shit happen. You can throw money at your attorney. Here, here, here's a retainer. Here's five retainers. Ain't shit going to happen unless shit going to happen. They're going to fuck you around and continue cases. And once you get a another lawyer on it, fuck it. You could go in there and pro se and represent yourself. Most of the time, you're going to get steamrolled. The best way to deal with them is to be passive aggressive. Just file with your paperwork. 
Just keep your emotions going. Just have your shit on record that you fought, and then just flip a coin. Flip a coin. Don't get your feelings involved. None of that shit. I know you like, but they're my kids, and I got a right to them. They do whatever the fuck they want. They're not a constitutional court. They're an administrative court. They, they don't give a damn what's going on. And nobody governs them but themselves. So ain't no appellate court. Good luck taking their ass to the Supreme Court. <laughs> just, just deal with it and then just really just take that L. Just take that L. Take that L. And the mother knows. Yeah, the best way to, is to avoid it. But, you know. Most of us don't avoid it. And we find out the hard way. Because you're going to lose mad money. But again, we tell you, man, no marriage, no cohabitation, no. Um, no. Um, <laughs> why did I forget it? The three tenants of the free agent lifestyle. Oh, no long-term relationships. Blah. No long-term relationships, no marriage, no, no cohabitation. And read the book because I tell you w- when to do it. I don't say don't do it ever. I say why you shouldn't do it at a certain point of your time because you don't have the leverage. You don't have the leverage. It's wild, bro. It's wild. Don65 says, my mother was a side piece. My dad had a girlfriend and two kids at home. He kept his family unit together, and I'd be lucky if I got a phone call. Yeah. It's a cold world. Again, um, I want you to think of this. I want you to think of this. I want you to think of, for the adults in the room, I know there's some young people, for the adults in the room, I want you to think about the stuff you went through with women, the stuff you went through with your baby mom, the stuff you went through with your wife, the stuff you went through with your ex-wife. I want you to realize that your parents were the same. Your grandparents were the same. Now, by the time you became your id ego, by the time you realized it, by the time you were mature, Most of you didn't realize this until maybe you had kids or you got married or you had a long-term relationship and then you might have went through some shit and then you might hear your mom, oh, yeah, you know, I went through some. You're like, what? Yeah, I had your daddy on child support and what? Right? You're like, what? Then you're like, damn, my mom's had my dad on child support and what the fuck? Right? You didn't hear, oh, my, you know, dad did cheat. Like, when you're an adult, they can tell you stories and you're like, what? And yeah, you know, you weren't the favorite kid and you weren't the favorite step kid and, you know, the stepmama hated you. What? Because you have to remember, your parents went through the same shit you went through. They just didn't really involve, and I will give parents credit from back in the day. They're different from parents today. Parents today put the trauma of their relationship onto the kids. Now, this is, you have to give your parents credit because back in the day, like, they kicked kids out the room. They didn't just talk shit, right? They would be like, all right, God, y'all go out and play so they can do grown folks talk. Today's kids want to sit up under the grown folks, and then the women and the, the family members run their fucking mouth, and you eight years old, like, and then you are being traumatized because you want to be a kid, but you also want to hear and ear hustle. Then you want to say something. Back in the day, you couldn't do that. They would just clear the room and get the kids outside and go out there and get bit by mosquitoes. All right, and stay out there and come back at when the streetlights came on so they can go talk shit. They could talk their adult shit and somebody knew it. And you didn't know nothing. You just came back out here smelling like outside 
or a wet chicken. And the, the, the parents didn't put the trauma onto the kids. See, today's parents are codependent on their kids. Today's parents, they, all they got is the kids. They ain't got no cotton-picking friends. They really don't got no family, right? So everybody's kind of just isolated on their own island to where the mom dumps, trauma dumps onto to the kid. More than likely, the mom is going to trauma dump. We do have fathers that engage in this as well. So then the kids can't even be kids because they getting dragged into court and they getting dragged into therapy to make the dad or the mom look bad. And they getting dragged into the adult shit and they dealing with adult shit. And then the, the daughter trying to turn on one of the parents against and leverage and shop against the other parent manipulation. Then there's alienation where the other parent drum up the other kid against the other parent and then sabotage. This shit is wild. So today's parents ain't shit. You ain't shit because you are poisoning your children with your own relationship failures. And you could say our parents, at least my age parents, they didn't really do this. They don't really they didn't really do this. They kept us completely out of the loop of what was going on. The alcoholism, the domestic violence, the cheating. Kids didn't know. Kids weren't included. Today's kids are included in the fight. They're used as pawns and chess pieces. All right. They're brought into therapist offices with the sole intent to bury the other parent. And the other parent goes in and, and corners them. This is what parents are doing today because Without their kids, most parents ain't shit. You have to say this. Without kids today, most parents ain't shit. Like, who are you without your kids? Nothing. You have accomplished nothing else without them kids and wait till them kids turn adults. You ain't shit. You have nothing, no identity, no identification, nothing to be said. Our parents had something going on other than these kids. Today, parents just hover over their kids in codependent, uh, in codependent relationships and sleeping, co-sleeping with their kid, kids sucking their titty at eight years old, co-sleeping with your kid until he's 13. Most of these parents ain't shit. And they ain't shit without their kids. Like they couldn't draw no money. They couldn't make no money. They couldn't have no friendship. They couldn't do a cotton-picking thing without their damn kids. And that's these puss-ass parents today, and that's a fact. Puss-ass parents, yes. And if you felt that, well, I'm talking about you. (laughs) All right, you bitch-ass parents. And that's you. All right, anyway, buddy parent, bitch-ass ninjas. All right, can't discipline your kids. But you will sabotage your kids to get back at another parent, you puss-ass parent. And the family courts love these puss-ass parents because they can stay in the business. It was hard to keep child support office back in the day open because a mother would say, well, the daddy need to be in the life somehow. <laughs> All right, but these puss-ass parents out here. All right, anyway. He's going to harm himself. He's going to do something. These kids ain't going to do a cotton picking thing. These kids got too much ego. They ain't going to do shit. (laughs) (laughs) Like what they going to do? Them kids got Instagram to wake up tomorrow. They ain't going to do nothing. 
They got TikTok to wake up to tomorrow. They ain't going to do nothing but feel bad and low. Get them some antidepressant pills. Why don't you just, <laughs> all right, anyway, they're going to do something. They ain't going to do shit. They egos way too big. <laughs> here we go right here. What they going to do? I think he going to do something to himself. Five, five years old, six years old, seven years old, eight years old. I think they're going to do something. Nine, 10, 11. I think they're going to do something. 12, 13, 14. I think they're going to do something. 15, 16, 17, 12, 15 years of you just waiting. Oh, I think they're going to do something. They ain't going to do shit. <laughs> they didn't held you hostage for their whole childhood. Oh, I think they're going to do something. Lord. No, they ain't going to do shit. Put them on the drugs, you weak-ass, puss-ass parents. <laughs> Jesus. All right, wow, scary-ass. What's wrong with these parents today? Anyway. <laughs> Scope says, Coach, did you see my last chat? And you said, we need dating is prostitution part two. All right. Oh, I skipped some. Yes, we'll get it, brother. And you also said, show never gets old. That was from earlier today. Thank you, brother. We need dating is prostitution part two. Shout out to Ralphie Boy. Says, dad learns his son is his uncle. He says, I'm done with the world. That was later on. What the hell? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Dad learns son is his uncle. Oh, my goodness. All right. Shout out to you right there. Half Space Will Travel says, okay, I got that one already. He said weak mothers. Yeah. But um, most of these mothers grew up, you know, millennial mothers and Gen X mothers. They grew up uh, out of control. Did I get my mom was a side piece? Uh, I did. Don 65, my mom was a side piece. And Dwayne Rhodes says, well, <laughs> that's your name. It's right there, brother. You said no government name, and it's right there. All right, all right. Anyway, nobody else can see it. He's pissed at me now. He says, CGA, I'm a ninja. <laughs> I hope that's a fake name. Dusty Rhodes says, I'm a ninja that went to PWIs and was an athlete. I be dying when you talk about pink toes. You speak about select life experiences. Shout out to you. All right, indeed. If you went to a PWI, I hope that's not your government name, Ninja. It's on the screen. All right, anyway. Uh, Dusty Rhodes says, and shout out to the pink toes out here. There's a lot of ninjas that like pink toes. All right. Everybody know what pink toes are. Yeah, like the bottom of their feet be all like red and pink, all right? They toes be pink. And, you know, white folks are really not white. They come in all shapes and sizes and shades. We got how many people watching us? 17K? 17,000? That's what we'll say. Anyway. But white folks, is they, they come in all colors. Black folks are like, we come in all colors, butter pecan, caramel kisses. We come in dark chocolate. We come in chocolate. They'd be like, we're, we come in a lot of colors. We come in light-skinned, red bone. And I'm like, white people come in a bunch of colors. First of all, they come in pale, olive, tan. Then when they get mad, they go come in red, pink, peach. When they get sick on the boat, they go green. 
All right. If something happened to them and they choke and they go gray, ashen. <laughs> if they lose oxygen, they turn blue. They be turning the whole salamanders and shit. <laughs> they tan their skin orange. They, they be turning into mad colors and stuff. I don't know why people be talking about that. They turn into lots of colors. <laughs> they got that orange skin. You ever see them old white ladies? They've been out. But like you work outside, they hold chest be orange, just inflamed. You be like, wow. Pale, translucent, blue vein, white, white. <laughs> they be talking coming in the colors. <laughs> anyway. All right, yo. Yellow, they get jaundiced, they be yellow. You be like, yo, you be turning into mad colors. All right, anyway, let me stop. Yeah, purple when they cold, they lips get purple when they cold, they be outside. <laughs> yeah, them liver spots and the whole chest be flamed up orange. And they be out there with their cleavage out, they brawl line be white than the mother sucker. Freckles. Anywhere right here. All right. White white folks are the real color people in society. They the real color people. They turn colors every day. They a different color when they come out. They go on vacation. They come out. You're gonna get pulled over today. They be coming in a lot of colors. They the real color folk. (laughs) Spray tan. They be coming out bad colors, bro. All right, anyway, let me stop. Yeah, blue bruises. They turn more colors than black people. Like, I'm the same color, like, almost every day. Maybe my face and my chest is a different color, you know? But that's it. I be, like, the same color all the time. Like, my color don't change. But anyway. (laughs) All right, anyway, let me get back to the show. White folks mad now. Uh, But anyway. Shout out to, I think I heard somebody say that. I want to say it was like Farrakhan or somebody like that. They the real color folk. Yep, they go outside. They be outside too long in the sun. They be red as a motherfucking clam. They looking like a lobster when they come back outside. The whole color. They be just turning the different colors all of the, every day. Every day. But the ones that naturally tan good, they be looking good. Like Hulk Hogan ass tan ass ninja. Right, <laughs> anyway. All right, anyway. All right, let's get back to the main event. Did I get everybody? Twin A. Twin A says, my wife can't hit me anymore. I called the cops on her three times. Now she beat my two-year-old son with a spoon. I tried to step in, but don't want to go to jail. Yeah, bro. It was Malcolm X. Shout out to Malcolm. Um, Yeah, bro. Don't get into the domestic violence, man. You might have to wash your hands. You might have to wash your hands, bro. She's too chaotic. Eddie Griffin, too. Uh, wash your hands, man. This is too much. Guys, women are distracting, man. Like, they emotional. They really just be emotional. I know people are like, it's not a bad thing to be emotional. It is, though. <laughs> it is. There's some pluses to it. But let's main event this real quick. All right, main event. Let's talk about it. Girlfriend didn't believe in you. The dream killers, the dream killers, beware the dream killers. This is a speech that I gave somewhere around 2019 and 2020. Beware of the dream killer girlfriend. Let's play the clip of the comedian. His name is Desi Banks. 
Um, he's a, I think he does stand up comedian, but the only thing I see him is on Instagram, but, um, he's making his way up in social media and in the comedic ranks. I don't know if he's in any movies or anything like that, but, uh, he's going to tell the story that is all too familiar with men. She didn't believe in my dream and my goals. I used to want her to support me so much. Um, I, you know, I thought there was going to be a woman I was going to be with. You know what I'm saying? I did a lot of stuff with, with, with her. You know what I'm saying? Every dime that I got and where I was working, I, I gave it to her. The only thing I wanted to do was get me a, a haircut and, and pay my cell phone bill so I could, you know, shoot my video. Right. Um, but I felt like at the time, the, the money, uh, it wasn't coming fast enough. Right. You know, it, it wasn't there. So she went to, you need, you need to get a job. You need to do this. You need to do that. Um, well, I can't do this no more. So, you you know, you might have to, you know, go do something else. So that sent me to my grandmama's house. You know what I'm saying? So I was staying with my grandma for a little minute. And at that moment. But that happened late late at night. Where that was like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like. So she put you out like two, three in the morning. Three, yeah. I, and it's crazy. Like, I, I cried. Like, I, I, I cried. I was crying already. Like, you know, you know, when you're chasing something, man, you're trying to make this, you're trying to make this shit work. And. Man, I remember this shit like yesterday. Yeah, uh, here it is. Uh, somebody hurt this man, obviously, and this is one of the realities we talk about, that men genuinely enter into relationships with little, and they're hoping that they can build with the woman because they don't have anything to leverage. So they put their faith and trust in hoping that a woman loves them. Now, most men get stabbed in the back because for a variety of reasons, which are going to be for your fault, your the man's fault, you weren't there. You took too long to get to your apex. Um, she got impatient. She had other options. You know, you you might have been insecure with your position, so you might have lashed out on her. You might have taken out your frustrations on her. She might have not felt protected and secure. You see, there's a things that happen because men don't have much at this age, which is really in your late teens and early 20s into your late teen, 20s sometimes into your 30s, where you're trying to discover who you are. Some women are impatient because, oh, you know, they're given things. They're given opportunities. They're hired at jobs Some for a variety of reasons. You might have a horny guy. Oh, you can work in my bank. Right? These, these things happen for women. So they're kind of gifted some things early on, and they don't understand how hard it is for men. Sometimes they become impatient. I want a certain lifestyle. You can't blame them because this is their peak selection time this is the time where they're going to put in uh have kids it's the time they're going to select you and forsake all others so they want to live a lifestyle too they want to go on nice dates and they want to dress up and they want to look pretty and if you can't afford that she might get her feet put to sleep as a result some of our earlier pain as young men is that when we have a disadvantage in the sexual marketplace and the woman has a perceived advantage we're trying to do everything to hold on to it with hope and loyalty and love and you will get you will get your heart stomped on and she will in essence lose trust in you i don't think you're going to make it doing what you're doing so she's going to lose trust in you which is she might love you she might not love you but once she lost the respect and trust she's going to bounce one thing that I tell guys, I would never move in with a woman. And I don't think I ever have, meaning like the woman had an established place and I moved into it. Certainly wouldn't do it now. Certainly wouldn't do it now. But 
when I was younger, a lot of men will move in with a woman. Now, I'm going to tell you, when I tell you not to do it, there's no exceptions. Don't do it. I'm a traditional guy. This is not a leverage position. Now, anybody that tells me time, times have changed, I'm going to ask you, how many men have you moved into your house? If you're a woman listening to me, or if you're a man, how many times have you moved into a woman's house? Now, the answer will tell you what it is. If it's more than one, that's a sign to never do it. So you're going to tell me, no, this could be doable. If you've done it more than once, that's your sign to not do it. I moved into several women's houses. That's a sign to never fucking do it. You, you just spoiled yourself. If you did it once and it worked and you've been together for 15 years, then I'll listen to you. If you've done it three or four times and then it didn't work three or four times, that means to not do it. You understand? If you've been burnt, how many times do you have to be burnt? This is so crazy. It's so crazy. Well, that's old hat. Yes, old hat is where it's at. For men, I want men to have leverage and options because you are the leader. If you are not in a leadership position, she's going to lose respect for you fast, and she's probably going to kill your dreams when you say, she, you moved in, and he, he said he moved in. He said he moved in to her house, and she kicked him out in the middle of the night. That's what type of shit that comes with moving into a woman's house because she's emotional. She will throw your ass out at one in the morning. Disrespectful shit, meaning humiliation shit. Women like to humiliate men. It's what what comes to the territory. In this case, she gave up on him, but later we know, looking back, he made it. All right, so I don't know what his net worth is, but he's an Instacomic, people are saying. He's bigger on Instagram. That's probably where I, that's the only place that I know him. So I do, I think I follow him and he does skits. Good comment. Congratulations to him. And he's finally made it early in his life. Now, the woman that he left that gave up on him. It doesn't matter when she gives up. Sometimes she will see him finally make it. And she will say something like this. Well, it was because of me putting up with his bullshit early on that propelled him to his success. That's going to be false. But we'll talk about that. Or she might feel that, well, what was it about me that you couldn't do that with me? Okay, how come you believed in yourself or how come you made it now? Why you didn't do this with me? If you did this with me, we'd be still together. Or she might say, let's go back to the first one. It's because of the years I put in, it gave you the launch pad or the stepping stone to become who you are. So therefore, I'm responsible for your success. Well, ladies, it's neither one of those. It's neither one of those. What happened was you became the catalyst for him to get where he want. It was not because of you. It was in spite of you. It was because you were absent in stopping with your negative attention that he actually thrived. In fact, if he would have left you four years ago, he probably would have hit four years sooner. He didn't realize that his biggest enemy was in his own bedroom, was in his own relationship. And the thing that kept him from becoming who he was, he might have found out that he was in war with the woman for decades or 10 years or five years or four years or two years. He was at war because the energy 
that she was bringing was distrust. The energy that she was bringing was lack of faith. The energy that she was bringing was not believing in him. And she told her mother, she told her sister, she told her brothers, she told her coworkers that you wasn't shit. And while he finally got rid of that bitch, guess what he did? He took off like a rocket. It was, in fact, she was sandbagging him with the lack of faith. She told him not to leave that job that paid $30,000 an hour. And she said, keep that job. At least it's a job. And you said, I can wait, make way more than that. I can make $30,000 in a month. She didn't believe it. She didn't believe it. Now, I'll take the $3,000, Sam. And women, most women are like that. In fact, the average ambitious hustler for on the woman's side does not make that much money unless she's on OnlyFans. They don't. They'll make a cool six to nine grand and they'll put it in cruise control. They'll be like, this is a lot. And in fact, she will be in the upper scale of women. And she, he was slipping with the enemy. So all this time, she might have got impatient with him. And she finally said, get out, you lazy bum. And he might have been 23. I would love to know his age, 26. But with men, it takes time. Unfortunately for women, they don't have that time. Now, you will find that once that guy make, makes it, this is the sad part about it. Once that guy makes it, the biggest saboteur in his life will be that woman. She will continue to try to destroy him, which should make you believe that that woman was trying to destroy you when you were with her. I want you to think about this. Any woman that tries to destroy you after she sees you climbing was in fact destroying you before you left. Now that's going to be a cold reality. But that's a fact. She was already killing your dreams before you even launched. If she has the ability to come after you after you've made it, she was destroying you and preventing you from making it prior to that. He's 30. He's 30. Yep, she was ruining your reputation. She was fucking up your clients. And to the point, she wasn't even helping you build your shit. She might have said, well, you build your shit. I'm going to focus on mine. That's sabotage. Because it does take two people to, to conquer things like this. Especially if we're in the same house. Pulling in the opposite direction is sabotage. In a situation like that. If she's not willing to help you push forward. What she's saying is, I don't trust you. I have no belief in you. I've lost respect for you. Therefore, since I don't believe you, and there could be a very valid reason why she doesn't believe you. For instance, well, let me finish my thought. If she doesn't do this, she's pulling against you. If she says, okay, you do your thing and I do my thing, she's working against you. She's sabotaging you. Let me go back and give her a valid reason as to why she's doing this. Number one, 
you probably tried several times before. You probably tried a business here, a business there, a business, and you probably made some mistakes on your way up to success. And therefore, she saw you do this two, three, four times. You might have got enough to a financial bind. You might have had to borrow some money. But all great stories revolve around this struggle part. So that both of you together laughing as you're pulling in the right direction, you're laughing and say, remember when? And she was pulling against you. She was working against you because she said, again, with your ideas, I'm tired of your shit. And she will kill your dreams. Another reason. And somebody just said that she's afraid of losing you. And yes, a woman afraid of losing you is sabotaging you. We have the story, classic story of the clarinet guy who was going to leave and leave his girlfriend. And uh, in Canada, he was going to study in Los Angeles. She sabotaged it and he had to sue her. Ruined his career chances. We don't know what he could have became. He ended up getting back on the right track. But we have women that are afraid to lose you. Thus, will kill your dreams because if you become who you think you can become, she doesn't know what place in life she has due to her own insecurity. Due to her own insecurity. So because she doesn't see a place as you elevate, she will ruin it and she will pull against you. All the while you think, damn, what's holding me back? It's her. Yes, it's her. If you do happen to make it, she'll take credit. But you got to make sure she's taking the right credit. So these are the things happening to a lot of guys. And your biggest obstacle is in your bedroom, in your house. And you want to know a cold part about it? You want to know a cold part about it? She had an exit plan when you failed. Because not only did your girlfriend or your wife sabotage you, she also was in cahoots. Remember, women don't make decisions on their own. In fact, her mother, your, your mother-in-law, if you were married, her sisters and family all knew about it before she really tried to take you out. And this bad juju follows these people the rest of their lives. Your life will go good once you get rid of this demon their life will be a constant series of catastrophes which means the energy is them it's not you and you had that and they included in a conspiracy with the several people that you know that was smiling in your face for a year two or three that were conspiring against you and that prevented you from getting where you needed to go. And you will find that you will say, hey, we're going to do this. And she said, no. Stay where you are. Don't get ahead. It's a sad reality. This is why we tell a lot of guys, in your 20s and 30s, in your early 20s, you need to not be thinking about girlfriend and relationships. It's a fact. All these hoes you're going to miss in your 20s, you're going to get them back when you're in your 30s and 40s. You can get them, and you can get them with relative ease. With no challenge. If you focus on where you are. Napoleon Hill wrote the book Outwitting the Devil. You can hear it free on YouTube. If you transmute the energy that you put into these women, and you put it into your life 
you can get where you need to get in your 30s that it takes most men to get to in their late 40s or into their 50s. Unfortunately, men are told opposite because there was a time where we can get together and build with a woman in our early 20s. Men in their 20s and early 20s got married, had kids, and started families and bought houses and they got they they were able to, you know, uh live that out. In fact, if you look back at your parents, if you look back at your parents, you will find that many of them were younger than you thought. Like you always think your parents were old because you think of them as old. But I want you to go back and I want you to go back and think of a time, pull your age up when you were five, when you were 10, and then look at your parents' age. You're going to be blown away because many of them were 19, 22, 25, 30, and you was damn near 10, 11. Now, most of you motherfuckers is out here 30 and can't wipe one one-year-old ass. You fall apart on a one-year-old and you're 30. You can't handle life and you're 36. <laughs> Your parents was young and struggling and going through it. They were way younger than most parents of today who just cracking under pressure. And your parents was 20, 22, 24, 26. Look it up. <laughs> and you was like, damn, was they young? They was that young? And you were 6, 8, 10. And they was barely 25. <laughs> Shit. Mm. You be blown away. You be blown away, but y'all don't get it. Y'all don't get it. You guys with this age thing, you think you're like, well, I'm still young at 28. I'm still young at 30. And yes, you don't have to have it all figured out. I went through various stages of life, but you think, oh, I'm going to wait till I'm 30, 32, 35 to figure it out. But getting back to the point, I want you guys to understand this young guy, Desi, I'm going to break something down and then we're going to get it done here. She didn't believe in my dream and my goals. I used to want her to support me so much. I used to want her to support me so much, which for men, this means everything. This means everything because men don't have, at this age, men don't have anything. And he needs this support. That's what he believes he needs. Because we're, t we're told early to get the girl first and then build, right? That, those days are kind of gone now. Young women, they're... Her, you know, I can't blame the women. Young women their age, they want a lifestyle. Now, they double down on stupidity and they end up making a dumb decision because they think they're just going to all wait at the finish line. They all think they're going to just go get them a rich ninja. Rich ninja. Oh, the guy's got it set. I'm going to get in line. Um, Ma'am, the line's full or it's wrapped around the corner. But this is all he wanted. Um... I, you know, I thought there was going to be a woman I was going to be with. You know what I'm saying? I did a lot of stuff with, with, with her. You know? And so, again, I'm, I'm breaking it down. I played the full clip already, but this is the woman I was going to be with. Many men, the plight of women today is we're kind of here. They come to this space. What am I supposed to do? Get married at 22, 25? She's going to say men this age aren't marriage minded. But let's just go back, ladies. Look at your own whole facts. 
you had a guy that was willing to lay it on the line. You had a guy that was willing to marry you. You all did. And he wasn't ready. He wasn't what you thought. And you passed up on him. But the guy you want to marry you is not ready. And I understand. You don't want to settle. And it's tough. I'm not you. I can't make the choices for you. But you had a guy that was, that, that had the, the entire thing mapped out. It's you and me. And because men don't have much at this age, all they got is the trust and believe and the hope and believe that you really like them and love them and that you're going to be there through his tough times so you can be rewarded when he starts thriving. If he's, if he's crossed, if he's, if he's, um, if you take that away from him, he's crushed, he's hurt, he's in pain. It takes a lot for a guy to get to that point. So he put those trust and faith in you and you snatched it from him. It happens. Snatched it from him. And he forever is going to remember you. Yeah. Look at his face. He going to remember. He going to remember. And as a result, it's going to be, you're going to be the one, you're going to be the one that he remembers. You're going to be the one that he remembers. And what they're going to say is, uh, you talking about when you was 19? You talking about when you was in high school? You talking about when you were 22? You talking about when you were 25? You still hurt? You still bitter? Yes. Yes, he is. And he should be. Because once he gets 30 and 40, he got strength. He's built a foundation. He's a lot stable. And he going to remember when he didn't. As uh, Mike Jones said, back then those hoes didn't want me. Now I'm hot, hoes all on me. And the famous quotes of the philosopher Mike Jones, back then hoes didn't want me. Now I'm hot, hoes all on me. And that's the reality of most men. They're not going to remember the holes that's all on him. He going to remember back then. That's when he going to remember. Back then. And that's where he's going to get his source of inspiration. I'll show her. <laughs> I'll show her. I'm going to show her. And he will use that energy of when he was 15, 19, 22. And she ran off. With the dude at the football team. She ran off to the streets. She ran off and said, fuck you, ninja. And she ran off, thought she was going to be doing better now. Coogee sweater now. And he going to use that energy. I'll show her. And when he get up there, yeah, he going to have holes that want him now. And all on him. But he going to remember that. Because he remember when he didn't have and the people who rejected him. And don't start acting brand new now. Don't come up to him now. Don't come up when you 30, titty sagging, breast, uh, stomach looking like balled up, tissue paper and homework. Don't come up now to try to get on because it's too late. He got new interest, and he waiting to rub it in your face. But this is what happened to a lot of guys. My, 
approach to you is if you're in these relationships, we have men in all kind of positions on my channel. We just don't have monks and MGTOWs and rip. We have a lot of men, purple pill. As you can see, we have guys that are married. We have guys that are going through custody battles. I'm telling you that no matter what position you're in on my channel, my channel is a big channel, meaning that we just don't have a segment that I got to pander to because you a piece of shit, angry, little uh, uh, ashy lip ninja. Okay. If you ashy lip ninja, go somewhere else. We got a variety of men from all walks of life. We're non-denominational over here. We're universal. If you're in this situation now, I want you to understand. If you can't feel, you feel like you can't get out of the box and you got a girlfriend or you got a girlfriend living with you. I will tell you to get rid of that woman. It's the first thing you should do. Get rid of her and you're going to find out that that woman was in your way. If you feel like you're struggling and you feel like she ain't all on board. The fastest thing way for you to grow is to get rid of that woman first. That would be the first move I would make. And this is from experience, not just one experience, but several. The biggest inhibitor of you getting to where you need to get to is the woman in your life. And you will find, yes, thumbs up. You will find that this is going to be the difference. It's going to make all the difference in your life. It will. She's slowing you down. She's dragging you. She's not all on board and she's working against you. In fact, a lot of times you're like, hey, we can't spend this money. This bitch want a party and you starting a business. She want to go out to the nightclub and you starting a business. You trying to pour funds into your business and double down. And she want to go shake her ass. She want to go on vacation. That person you got to get rid of. And you're going to find out in six months, a year, it's the difference between men and women. In one year, you could change your entire life financially. Not a lot of women can do this because they still want to party and shake their ass and they still want to go buy dresses and heels. They want to still do their thing. So it takes them a little bit longer. You know, they have a safety net. They still want to date and they get up a little bit. Guys, when you get up a little bit, stop dating. Don't, don't, don't go date. You get a raise from 25 grand, don't date. You're not ready. You need the double, triple, quadruple. 100%. 100%. And the, the, the sad part is most men will not make this move. But it's the most important move you're going to make. If you can't get where you got to go, more than likely you got a sabotaging, dream-killing, insecure, probably mentally unstable woman preventing you from getting there. One year, you can triple your income in one year. You're going to think, well, what am I going to do for peace leave? Then just sit the year out. Sit it out. That's part of the book, Free Agent Lifestyle. Sit the year out, no sex. Remember, Napoleon Hill, sexual transmutation. You don't need the sex. <laughs> you don't need it. By the time you get five years, 10 years into your plan, you can't even beat away the sex. <laughs> you won't even be able to beat it away. And you can afford it to get it in and get it out of there. But indeed. Anyway, shout out to y'all, man. 
But where the dream killer thing? Watch the movie Acrimony. It will let you know. And by the way, one more thing about this. Again, it's not perfect. It's never going to be perfect, meaning you're going to make mistakes too. You're going to make mistakes too. You know what I'm saying? Every dime that I got and where I was working, I, I gave it to her. The only thing I wanted to do was get me a, a haircut and, and pay my cell phone bill so I could you know, shoot my video. All right, and so that's all he wanted. Right. Um, but I felt like at the time, the, the money... Uh, it wasn't coming fast enough. Right. You know? Yeah. And the money doesn't listen. The one thing about women and I, I can understand for them. This is their window of opportunity. This is their time when they're 20 to 30. This is the time that they're going to shine. In fact, you will find that if you marry a woman in her early 20s or mid 20s, if it doesn't work out, she's going to say what you took my younger years. You stole my younger years. You stole my best years. You stole my prime. So then they're going to admit their prime was in their 20s. You made me miss my 20s. So understanding from the woman's perspective, that's her time. So she's going to ride or die with you and you ain't ain't shit, nigga. So she's going to waste her years. She doesn't want to do that. This the years where she looks the prettiest. Yes, she does. With all, the, all of that goddamn spackle and paint job that she's going to put on herself. She's the best. She's she's in her prime, prime selection. She's got energy. Her eyelids ain't heavy. <laughs> right? So this is her best year. So she wants to do these things and take advantage of it. So she's going to be less willing to ride or die with you. This is why I tell you. For me, it's better. I know people don't like age gaps, but I think age gaps is a tremendous answer. The black community doesn't like age gaps, but age gaps could solve a lot of problems. Now, I have extreme age gaps. I'm not talking about those age gaps. Okay, but because women don't want to be controlled, this will prevent them from doing an age gap because he has power over me. Bitch, I, always, I got power over you at any age. But the power dynamics are off. You don't need women like that anyway, but I think age gaps are a good solution to some of these problems. And in, in fact, if a woman's in her mid-20s, if she's with a guy in the mid-20s, he's probably not going to be ready. But the power dynamic will be favorable to her. But it's going to be like in a situation like this. She'll have the right power dynamics. She will believe she's smarter and more experienced. And thus, she will feel comfortable in a relationship to an extent. But it's not going to get her where she wants. A guy that's in his 20s, probably doesn't want to get dressed up in a suit and take her out like Cinderella and put high heels and go shopping with her and give her $300. Go get you some shoes. $900. He doesn't want to do these things. He wants to play Madden. He wants to chill. He wants to probably smoke some weed and eat Doritos. He just wants to just chill out. He wants to think he's going to make the Ignite G League or some shit like that. He still, and ain't never played in high school. He still got some dreams to, you know, he be the hero. He still think he's going to make the NFL after three years post-college. That's, that's where his mind is. He still got dreams of making it as an internet entrepreneur. He ain't trying to take you out. He ain't trying to go on vacation. He ain't trying to put on no slippery shoes and silk shirts. He ain't trying to do that. So what will happen is her life will not be on par with his life. Then if she went up five years, you might find a solution. Seven years. 
that guy will want to go and do things and experience the worlds and eat steaks and drink wine and know what a wine tasting is and know, and know what Grey Goose is. But the nigga, he 24, he want to be in the club and chase hoes and feel booty. Yeah, I mean, so then she frustrated. How come you don't want to settle down? Right. Let him let him be back there, bro. Let him let him stay back there. That guy's not for you. But she want to make a fix a ninja and make him into what? He still live at his grandma's house. He still can't get himself a stable job. Let him be back there. She it's you're the same age, but according to women, they mature earlier than men. So I don't understand why a 24-year-old woman and a 23-year-old man is going to work. <laughs> it ain't going to work. They got two different lives. They're going in the opposite direction. But when she, if she went up five to seven years, she might find where she wanted. She might find that that guy has that. Unfortunately, he's going to have a power dynamic that she's going to be uncomfortable with because she won't be able to manipulate him. She won't be able to gaslight him to an extent. She might not be able to um, act more knowledgeable than the guy. Because any woman that shows up and she's like, I feel like I have a child. And she's like 32 and married. And then he's 31, 34. And he acts like a child. He's immature compared to her. She might find a little bit more if she's 32 and he's 40. If she's 42 and he's 60. But again, some women don't want that dynamic and they thus will say, nah, I don't want that. You know why? Power and control. When you are have an age gap, the man is more of a mentor and leader than he is a romantic partner. He's not going to play this little, I just want to cuddle tonight. And why are you feeling on my booty? He's going to be like, look, we don't got no time for this shit. She won't be able to like, and I'm smarter than you and I know more than you. She can't do that with him. So thus she will say, that's too much. It's too much. I can't get over on this guy. He's too serious. He's too focused on this shit. Now, some women love that shit. They love it. Okay, daddy. Indeed. Get him, daddy. Some women love that shit. And they fall right in line. But not, not many people do it. Black women in particularly, they probably are less likely to do it. Now, for the men who want to stay monk mode, Yes. I will say monk mode is your solution until you can get that leverage. What are we doing here? Shout out to Rue says, Coach, did you see that Fanny went in front of the church again? The church or the court? I'm going to check that out. Maybe tomorrow. To an A, all facts. I've been married twice. Both women chased me. Both women asked me to move into their house. They both crazy as hell. Don't do it, guys. Never move into a woman's house. Ever. Anybody that's telling me, oh, it's okay to do it, again, look at your history. D. Smith says, get rid of debt. Get rid of dead weight, fellas, and the debt weight. Shout out to the Coach Gang Yang. The wealth manager. I love Desi Banks. The Cali in his videos is fire. Or the Cali? Hmm. Okay. He said the Cali. The Cali. The, uh, the contractor, my ex-baby mama left. Me while building my business and cheated with powerful men. Now I have three businesses. I'm fit. And guess who sees me and hates my success? Indeed. So there you go right there. Yes. And I, I understand from the woman's perspective. She's like, I want to get put on. 
the biggest error women will make is trying to get put on with a guy who's successful already. She will have the least influence on him. So that is going to be frustrating for her. He does have options. It's going to frustrate her. And then she will roll back to an ain't shit ninja. And she was like, well, having guys with money ain't the answer. Most of the time, they've wasted too much time. It's a sad thing to see, but I'm not here to defend their ass. All right, I think we're good here. We got it done. I got to get up out of here. Shout out to the coach gang. We're going to be back tomorrow. I'm going to see what Fanny was doing with her Fanny out here on the internet. Thank you for the support. And yeah, we out of here. Peace.